2: What's going on, everyone? Pat Mayo here. You're going to enjoy this show, I assure you. But I did want to let you know off the top that it was recorded before Cam Newton was released by the New England Patriots—a sign of the ender curse to come, potentially. All right, enjoy the show. Strap in. Pat Mayo experience. experience. Pat Mayo experience.
1: Pat Mayo experience. Pat Mayo Experience. Pat Mayo experience. Pat Mayo experience.
2: experience welcome to the Pat Mayo experience presented by Draftkings the main event 2021 AFC win totals projection predictions team previews and picks to go to the Super Bowl you good people out there subscribe to Mayo media Network smash the like button to the video and in the comment section give me your biggest projected disappointment in the AFC who's projected to be good that you think? will not be good in the 2021 season, in the AFC only. I know a bunch of people are going to put in the NFC. It's going to be like, ah, I did not hear right. I, of course you hear it right. Let's pick someone in the fucking AFC, all right? Thank you. You miss the NFC show? Shame on you. Hit the description. You can find that right now. We're going to be giving away a Justin Herbert rookie card later in the show when we get to the Los Angeles Chargers. And starting either next week or the week after, Bolt, the dedicated Los Angeles Chargers show every single week, hosted by Jeff Feinberg, will be starting. You can subscribe to that on the Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Met Bets which you can also find down in the description uh remember to subscribe to the pat mayo experience audio podcast tell some friends leave a five-star review all that stuff really goes a long way in helping us out jeff feinberg is on the line did you get yourself prepped for this or what because the big one the nfc was like a taster
1: yeah no there's no prep it's like a way of life it literally like american football conference football is a way of life it's a 12 month a year just just by osmosis. I'm always preparing for this show uh, as a lot of football fans in in many ways. It's this ain't no hobby, although it actually really is a hobby that I take way too seriously. I'm excited, Pat, uh, you know, just sort of thinking where I felt about the team as or yep a year ago and uh, here we are now. And I'm super excited. And the conference is amazing and scary. And I'm probably going to see the comments after you release this. It's going to be littered with the Chargers who are going to disappoint again. So don't forget to make your pick for the AFC's most disappointing in the comments.
2: Well, I probably need to listen to what one of the members of this program has to say about the Chargers and how high or low and what the expectations are from him on the Chargers. And then I'll make my decision on the entire thing. Cause that's really worked out for me the past few years and just taking what he <laughs> says and doing the opposite. And then I've been right on the Chargers almost every single time. So that really goes a long way and help fueling my, my better record in terms of win totals versus you goobers. Uh, the coin. <laughs> is back the brand new coin uh it made some successful picks what, what i think at least on the nfc win total show we'll see how it does on the afc win total show we know that the coin does not watch the games but hey that seems to work out much better than watching the games if your name is tim and august
1: tim Andercust.
2: that is not my name but you lose to the coin all the time
0: I beat him in the overall picks last year. It's
2: true. Bad year for the coin. That was the second time, I think, in six years you've beat the coin.
0: Okay, but what you're saying is I'm coming off of beating the coin, so let's move on.
2: but, But you lost to the coin in NFC win totals last year and AFC win totals last year.
0: Okay, but I also picked the AFC champion correctly, so. Very good. You picked Kansas City? I did. Not this year, but I did.
1: You picked the whole thing last year on this show. Yeah, you sure
2: did. You got it right. See, there's your credit. Now, we never have to hear about this again, because I also (laughs) picked the AFC champion. You don't hear me talking about it. I also get other other things right throughout the course of the year that I don't need to go back 12 months to search for something I got right.
0: No, you're right. There's other stuff I can talk about as the weeks go on that I've gotten right and that I deserve my credit for, but I will uh, put a pin in that. Most people enjoy watching
2: the show to see if you pick anything right moving forward from this time, not to hear about three times you were right in 2020.
0: I think people absolutely tune in to listen to me pontificate about the things that I got right in years past. I disagree with you there.
2: I don't know about that. I think people like to hear like the things you got wrong, which, I mean, is plenty of content for this show. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: I'm certain they're listening to find out what you like for this year as they prepare to make and draft and do everything football related for the season.
0: Let's begin.
2: If you want betting tools, especially player prop tools, uh, RunTheSims.com has just a complete its a complete database of all the plays, all the stats, projections, optimizers for both daily fantasy, betting, and season-long football. So anything you want to research football-wise, you can find at RunTheSims.com. If you just want the play-by-play and market share in terms of player stats and team stats, that's completely free up there. So RunTheSims.com, put in your email, you get full access to the advanced stats app. If you want the gambling tools, you want the betting tools, you want the daily fantasy tools, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount on the full yearly package. So I highly recommend you go check out runthesims.com right now. Give it a test drive. If you don't like it after a week or before a week, sorry, you can cancel, get all your money back. No one has done it as of yet. So, People are digging the tool so far. Let's get into the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens are the first team up. Their win total is 11 games, minus 300 to make the playoffs, plus 110 to win the division, 6-1 to win the conference, 14-1 to to win the Super Bowl. And these are all updated post-J.K. Dobbins injury. Uh, so Lamar is still technically the quarterback for now, but there's a stink, Jeff, over this team, which is not great. And do you know what that stink is?
1: Don't know if it's their injury news or we all know how much Tim Anderson loves them.
2: So Tim, who is your pick to win the Super Bowl?
0: The Baltimore Ravens.
1: <laughs>
0: it has been for a while. I've been sort of trying to keep my cards cards close to my chest, but uh, it's Baltimore, and nothing sways me. I I know that there's been injuries in the receiving core, but I like Bateman. I like Watkins as additions. The, Dob- the, the, Do- uh, the Dobbins injury is terrible, but Gus Edwards is perfectly serviceable. And they also have a quarterback who, other than Patrick Mahomes, is the hardest quarterback to figure out and stop in football. And they won 11 games last year. He got the monkey off his back by getting that playoff victory before things just went upside down in Buffalo and sort of a weird game in the cold. But look, you know, the win projection is right on for what they won last year, 11 games. So they need to go 11 and 6 to get a push, 12 and 5 to get a win. Cincinnati's not very good in that division. Pittsburgh is full of problems, and I don't have a ton of confidence in Cleveland. Although I know that a lot of people do, and to give the Browns their due, they did get to the playoffs and got to the second round when they were spotted a 28 to nothing lead. So I, I can't deny that. But just I look at the Ravens, the Ravens are unquestionably the best coached team in the division. They have the most unstoppable player in the division. They still have a ton of talent. Mark Andrews is still excellent. I expect Baltimore to win the division. And like I said, they're my AFC pick as well.
2: Things have not been going well since you revealed this pick to us privately. They just keep getting hurt, hurt, and more hurt at this point. Will they have anyone for week one to play on this team, or are they just going to forfeit?
0: I think, well, look, they play the Raiders week one on Monday night. I expect that to be a pretty comfortable victory. And like they have tough games. They won the division last year, or they did not win the division last year, did they? Uh, no, they were a wild card. So they will actually not even have a number one schedule. So even though the schedule is tough, the Steelers have a harder schedule. And again, it all comes down to, in the end, I think Lamar is unstoppable for most defenses because you don't play any other quarterback like him. So you don't prepare for him. Uh, you know, you don't, pre- you don't play quarterbacks like him. So obviously the preparation for him is so much different than everybody else and while he's not the best quarterback in football he is in some ways the most challenging quarterback to play he's uh you know was the MVP in 2019 he had even more passing yards last year they got him some receiving help uh as long as he's there and Carbaugh's there this team should be in pole position for the division Jeff I think if Baltimore
2: is going to beat this win total and be a serious contender like tim is talking about i think the offense i mean you would think that it has to take a little step forward and be closer to what it was in 2019 in terms of efficiency i think they were the number one rated offense in 2019 and they were like just outside the top 10 last year but the defense seems like it's rock solid especially the secondary they can generate a pass rush the offensive line now healthy should end up being pretty good just i don't know it feels like there's a weird stink around this team i probably has something to do with tim picking them to win the super bowl i might just go blind under here
1: yeah, probably I you know, it's 10-11 wins for me right on that number. Uh, you know, 11's a hard one for me to want to go over on on what could be a really competitive division in an ultra competitive conference and still uh, no bottom feeding schedule certainly I, I I lean I lean to the under. There's just some question marks there. Um, for me, I, I, I don't know how strong, you know, there could be some weaknesses that finally do start to show up on that defense. Um, guessing the record, I'd probably take 11 since that's the number. I'm going to play it to the under here. I guess Tim's vote might help, help sway that. Um, I bought Madden, the new Madden. I played my first game and I lost 22, nothing to a guy on the internet using, the Ravens because <laughs> you just roll out with Lamar and I can't really do much yet.
2: I think that's as good as any way to project a team's win total. How you play <laughs> with no, them in that. I'm
1: just, I'm just <laughs> joking. It's in real life. It's in the video game. They've made him unfair. Um, I do believe so much though in, you know, it's weird to call an NFL team, you know, having a, a program. There's probably just a handful that you really could put that label on. Baltimore certainly does no doubt playoff mixed team late January push team. I don't see what Tim sees in terms of that. And it doesn't help with all the bad juju that has surrounded uh, that has surrounded them. If you want to make my make uh, my, my opinion based on that Madden thing, it's more to do with uh, Tim.
0: It's funny because the Ravens match your pro- progression theory jeff so great the very first year with lamar they they sneak into the playoffs the second year they're really good they lose that that in the divisional round last year they win a playoff game and get into the divisional round off a win like i know how you like the steps sure
1: that's a beautiful And
0: and baltimore is that escalating team
1: that's a there's beautiful natural progression there that we've seen in a lot of sports you know do pay off to that next step and to the credit of harbaugh This is a natural progression with an entirely different team than one he already won a championship with. That's why you just have so much blind belief in them as an organization um, in so many ways. And they're a team that's easy to wake up in bed on Sunday morning because of that intrinsic belief that they'll probably make the right decisions. That being said, I'm just picking them not to be 12 and 5. That's all I've done here. I think they'll be very good.
2: Yeah, I I'm with you. Like they'll probably make the playoffs. Like you said, eleven and six, ten and seven is probably good enough to get in the AFC. I envision that's where they're around because it's tough in this division. Like you mentioned, we previewed you know, the NFC West. It's like the NFC West is going to be the best division in football this way. If Cincinnati's like okay, which they might not be. You have three teams in this division, which should be pretty competitive. Like, and when we get to Pittsburgh, I'm not buying that Pittsburgh, like, sucks all of a sudden. I think they're going to be pretty good. So you have three teams that are jockeying for positions that just might beat up on each other the entire year. I would find it—I would be skeptical, Tim, that Baltimore would go, like, 6-0 and through this division. And, you know, if they end up going 3-3 and or even 4-2, and that does put them at a bit of a disadvantage. Maybe. They won 11 games last year, and three teams in this division made the playoffs. Sure, but the Bengals had— were just absolutely atrocious. They should be better. I don't see, year. okay, I, I
0: don't see that.
2: So you think, you think that them playing with their number one overall pick for a season might not help them at
0: all? Sure, it will help them. I just don't see them having very many wins. And I think the Steelers are closer to a 500 team, not a team that would win 11 straight games to start the season. And you're right, I don't think that there's three wild cards, two wild cards coming to this division. And I don't think 10 wins is enough to win a wild card in the AFC. I think 11 are the table stakes to win a wild card in the AFC.
2: For 17? That's,
0: That's crazy. For a wild card, a divisional team might get in with fewer than that because that may maybe that div, like the, the AFC South might be terrible. But I think to win a wild card, yeah, I think I think 11 wins is probably table stakes.
1: I mean, But you, do you think like 11 is the new norm table setter? No, just for because this It AFC, just seems like 10 is an outlier year. for Miami last for this year, this right? This AFC Did, this year. I can see Miami AFC get to 10 and miss yes. last year. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that like, feels like the outlier. I'm not, it happened I'm to the still... a
0: couple of years ago. It happened to the, the, the Patriots with 11 once in, in recent history. It happened to a couple of teams. Uh, Browns a few years ago had 10 wins and didn't get it. It happens. Uh, now oh, with yeah. that extra game, this AFC is so stacked. It is so full of good teams that it's musical chairs. And I don't think 10 wins guarantees you a spot in that circle. That's what I, I think.
1: I will give you credit. or You did point out to me. Missing with 10 isn't the outlier. I blindly believe it is. It does seem far more consistent than um, I want to believe. I guess that's just a hopeful AFC fan in me thinking, okay.
2: Yeah. The, the distinction between the haves and have nots in the AFC seems a bit more pronounced this year. And it's been that way for a couple of years now where the very top end teams can really pile up wins. Cause there's like four or five teams that are absolutely atrocious. So maybe you're right on that. Yeah. We shall see double under for Jeff and I double over for Cust and the Coin. I do want to let everyone out there know uh, it's not completely official as of this recording, but will be very soon, is... Uh, the Fantasy Football Picks and Bet Show, which you can subscribe to on Mayo Media Network. We're running a season-long prize Pick'em pool. So much like the Super 7 or the Super Contest, which we've played in in other years, we're going to be running that through prize picks this year, and it's props. You pick five props per week, and then the leaders at the end of the year win a prize. So what you need to do in order to play in it is deposit on prizepicks.com. Use code MMN or our link which you can find in the description right now, uh, and they will double your money up to 100 And I believe it costs $7.11 to play in every week. It's an important number because that's, anyway it's seven dollars and 11 cents to play in every week so in order to like win the overall you have to play in it every single week but you'll also get paid out weekly too if you get all five picks of you if you get all of your five picks right i believe you get paid out at 15 to 1 uh, on your yet or if you get like four of the five right and you win your like prize picks thing uh, with the flex play you get paid out like 15 to 1 on it which is way above what it would be anyway then there's like cash prizes there might be a uh like a not a vacation like a destination prize like tickets to something and airfare that kind of thing we're working out all the prizes but it's only gonna cost you seven dollars and eleven cents to go into every single week so you should probably just go do that right now deposit your hundred bucks get the hundred dollar match deposit with mmn code uh then you get the 200 bucks to play with for the entire year and you'll probably just win a bunch of money off that because you're not going to be terrible every single week plus jeff i think i've worked it in that people will get paid out granted if they play every single week that the like bottom two people for overall picks for the year would actually get paid out as well. And the person that comes completely in the middle would get paid out as well. So we have to see how many entries we
1: have, but that's the goal. Do you like that? I love it. I love it. And I love prize picks. They dropped a new layout. Um, I adore that site. And with, I mean, this contest will be fun making multi-sport tickets uh there's always a number that i think is too good to be true i'm often wrong but i promise you they're like i don't know it's a great site i love playing um the games and i'm not just saying that because i actually do Ah. i will
0: say i hope that the people the people better hope that the coin doesn't participate because he's tailor-made to finish last in that contest (laughs) and win one of those last prizes so they better hope the coin doesn't participate So yeah, you can mix it up, but you can go like, it's all just fantasy props.
2: So rushing yards, passing yards, receiving yards, touchdowns, fantasy points. You just pick whatever five you like the best, and then you make that your entry. It costs $7.11 a week, but you need to be in by week one. So go deposit now, prizepicks.com, code MMM, or just the link in the description. All odds today, obviously, from DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one place you should Sports wager, regardless of where it is. And they have the Browns right now, 10 and a half wins. So a half game below the Baltimore Ravens right now. Minus 225 to make the playoffs, plus 155 to win the division, 8 to 1 to win the conference, 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They're giving us yeah, pretty similar odds, like slightly discount, 95% Ravens odds are essentially what you're getting on the Browns this time around. And it was funny because two years ago, Jeff, everyone was in on the Browns and they kind of underwhelmed. And last year, people were like, wow, they screwed me last year. Maybe they won't be so good. They were really good last year. So the way that they come into the season now, 10 and a half seems achievable for them, obviously, uh, based on the way that they're built. It all depends on Baker. Like he was really efficient last year because they didn't lean on him to go win them games. It was almost like an advanced caretakers, like an advanced Alex Smith type season is what we saw from Baker. And that's really all this team needs because the defense is very good. The offensive line is probably the best in football, a fantastic running back combination. Just the move up from Kitchens to Stefanski turned out to be just a huge improvement at coach that ended up helping this team. Obviously the receivers are good. That If the defense can be top 15 in football, I don't see why they don't hit this over.
1: Yeah. I like many, I'm really excited about the Browns this year. It looks like I'll be piggybacking you again as we start our our North projections. I like the Browns. I'm taking the bigger juice. I'm taking the less half win. Maybe if it was Baltimore and the Browns flipped here, I would have done the complete reversal Agreed. on both. Um, but I I'm actually quite high on the Browns. I'm a believer that Stefanski isn't a fluke. I'm not like, I think Baker's really good. Um, but I'm not sold. I think there's no rush for them to like make that long-term deal happen. I would want to see Baker continue to do it. This will be a fun and exciting year there. Uh, Hopefully Odell can stay healthy. And now they had so much success last year where it's almost like the narrative and the pressure is if it goes wrong, like Odell's got to totally buy in to the success that they had last year and the offense that they ran and hope he could be a whole different dynamic but obviously, early, it felt like Baker felt like he had to make this new cool guy really happy. Um, that's done, right? That's done. So hopefully, they can stay healthy there. They get their pick back from the first round last year, even also out of the secondary. So secondary injuries get healthy. The signing from the, Ra- uh, the Rams, guys, John Johnson uh, or Jefferson. Shucks. Um, whatever. I'm just embarrassing myself. Huge addition for them. I really wanted the Chargers to make that move. Uh, Clowney might be overrated, but he's still a plus player. And I'm, yeah, if you can't tell, I'm really excited about the Browns. I think it could all happen for Cleveland. So sign me up for the over. Double over
2: for Jeff and I. Let's see what the coin's got on the go here.
1: Coin likes the under,
2: Tim.
0: What are you thinking? Well, I think the coin is sage in this instance. I think the point that someone just made about Baker being basically Alex Smith is a very well put one. Uh, in many ways, I think Baker and Alex Smith complement each other, first, both first picks overall, but both don't have that top tier Super Bowl ceiling. They just don't have that in them. Even if you put marvelous players around them and a good coach around them, it seems like getting to the divisional round is sort of like the ceiling we could expect. And I mean, this team is full of really good players. I have been a fan of Denzel Ward from the jump. I think he's a fantastic cornerback. The fellow they drafted in the second uh, round this year, uh, Owasu Koromoa, I think he's one of the, he's a fantastic linebacker. He played at Notre Dame last year. He was great. Uh, they have receivers. I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I still like Odell Beckham. I like uh, Austin Hooper. Uh, they have guys who catch the ball that I like. Obviously, their running backs are very good. This team is a Super Bowl-caliber team, except for the fact that they have Mayfield. And I think he holds them back from a Super Bowl. Does that mean he holds them back from getting to this win total? I think that's exactly the right number. I think the Browns are probably going to sneak in as a wild card. And I said earlier, to get a wild card, you need to get to 11. So I guess, I well, I think the coin is probably righter than I am. My theory of the case on the AFC compels me to take the over. I have zero confidence in that over. But I guess because I have the Browns as one of the wild cards, I have to take them uh, as an over here. But I like they'll probably get bounced in the first round unless they get super lucky again like last year. Like This team has a high floor, but its ceiling is almost its floor too, and that's the problem. I don't agree that baker doesn't have
2: super bowl winning upside uh i think he can make enough plays for that to happen like i said he's advanced alex smith and i I think there were years that alex smith could have got either the chiefs or the niners over the hump in that regard it just wasn't meant to be and well what what was the year that it was the the year before kaepernick became the starter who did they lose to in that nfc championship game the giants Giants. when the Niners dropped
1: dropped
0: the punt yeah
1: yeah. So I mean But it that- also
0: took an all-time Alex Smith performance against New Orleans the week before it even get into yeah, that game.
1: But so, whatever. He had a ceiling moment in a huge game. I'm cool. just saying
0: I don't if I look at Baker, I see a quarterback who is 16th or 17th overall, not the first pick in the draft like he was, and not a quarterback that I think is the right tool to take this team, which otherwise is loaded full of talent, to the promised land where it could go. I think he is a limiting factor because you need, if you gave there's so many guys, if you put this team in their hands, it would be unstoppable just about like they would be every bit as good as Kansas city and the Chargers. But because Baker is limiting (laughs) because Baker is limiting, I just think it caps their potential, but it doesn't prevent them from getting to the playoffs like they did last year. Uh, So you know, the, the, the AFC, like we said, are full of wealthy teams and poor teams and the Browns are a wealthy team in terms of their talent. I,
1: okay. I need to say a couple things there and I missed that sneak in. Um, so I'm not even going to respond to the sneak attack. The thing that's going to prevent Baker Mayfield from getting into a super bowl is not that he's not good enough. It's Patrick Mahomes. Like that's what it is. And to your other point, He's not first overall. Like okay, so if they drafted Josh Allen first overall, they'd be the team that you would want them to be, or Lamar Jackson.
0: Mahomes didn't prevent them from getting through the second round last year. He missed most of that game, and they let a backup quarterback beat
1: them. Okay, but I'm saying you are you're going to criticize. You would criticize Baker in losing an AFC Championship game to Mahomes this year, even playing like not even being responsible for them losing. Like you would hold that against him. You would. Not if he
0: played well. Not if he played well. But he played poorly in that game against Kansas City. you right. He a didn't great play, play
1: great. There was opportunities in that in that. A second team that got half.
0: ripped apart two weeks later by or three weeks later by a Tampa team with uh, offense with no more talent than them in a lot of ways, other than at the quarterback position. Which anyway, my point stands. The Browns are a very talented team with an underwhelming quarterback, and sooner or later that will catch you. Everybody knows that. But they can make, they can just barely get over the, number. they got
1: elite lines. They got elite lines. Got a, they've got a the reigning NFL coach of the year. They've got playmakers. If Baker can stay within himself, which it looked like he made a great leap forward in doing last year. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like you. You don't think they're going to be bad, you, but no. I, I think you're being unfair to what Baker is capable of.
0: Oh, I know. Uh, how, how dare I say anything other than he's the greatest player ever? No, nope, I head. didn't say that.
1: I? I didn't even say I that. I, I just and compared no him to Alex Smith. Smith and no one debated it. So no one here is saying he's the greatest player ever.
0: But he is. He's got a real ceiling.
2: Well, we, I don't think that we know what his ceiling is or <laughs> what it is. Oh, I think we do. I, I you, So I mean, you also said that Sam Darnold was a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think
0: I said that, but I also, you you don't think you said that. Do you need to go listen to the shows from the last three years? I don't think I ever used that expression. Anyway, my point stands. I think I'm right about Baker and you see the way the Browns call plays with Baker. They know he's limited. He doesn't have the ability to see four or five options. He's sort of a one option QB for the most part. And uh, you know, that, that limits you. There's only so much you can do. It doesn't mean he's bad, but it means he's limited not the first time and it certainly isn't the last time some quarterback was taken first overall when he shouldn't have been. Yeah,
2: but no one is debating like if we did the draft again that Josh Allen would probably be the number 1 pick in that draft, but I don't know if Josh Allen would be any good if he had went to Cleveland and not Buffalo.
0: If you put Josh Allen at quarterback for the Browns, the Browns would be if, my favorite in the Super Bowl, for sure. If
2: you put Josh for, Allen sure. on the Browns today after being coached up by Brian Dable the last three years, sure, maybe. But if he got there under Freddie Kitchens, he might be out
0: of the league right now. I don't know about that. I think he's, he's obviously more skilled than I thought he was, and I'm not willing to say that. What do you think, Jeff?
2: Is Jeff gone? Did he leave? I'm here. Are
1: you going to weigh in? Um, Sorry, my internet dropped for a second oh. there.
2: If Josh Allen was drafted by the Browns and not the Bills, like I, I, all I said was, if you drop Josh Allen today onto the Browns, they'd have a huge upgrade at quarterback. But if he had been drafted by the Browns and Freddie Kitchens was his coach and Hugh Jackson was his coach, do you actually think Josh Allen would be any good? Because I don't.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And a lot of people around Josh Allen acknowledge it was sort of that program I hate, I don't want you, I'm not using that word again today. Uh, what Sean McDermott had built there, Brandon Bean and the stability. And uh, yeah, I, I, that's a fair, that's a fair point. I don't know. doesn't really matter that uh, they, they would have. So they would have taken Broadway, Sam. They would have screwed it up also. Right.
2: Yeah. That, this is true. All
1: right. Over,
2: over, over, under from the coin. Let's move on to the Steelers. This is one of my favorite overs on the board. Eight and a half is the over under, and you get plus money to bet it, too. Plus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus 140 to make the playoffs. Five to one to win the division. 25 to one to win the conference. 45 to one to win the Super Bowl the offensive line is bad it should get better since it was the worst in football last year nowhere to go but up from here I like Najee Harris I think that he's going to be good out of the backfield and what I saw from Ben in limited preseason action was it looked like he actually worked on himself a little bit the arm looked fresh again and maybe it dies in the second half of the year but eight and a half is not a huge over-under considering that even when Ben got knocked out for the year two years ago and they had Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph they still basically got to eight wins and that was in the 16 game season they just never got Go under 500. They go 500 or over 500. Now, You can't go 500 anymore. So, if you're going over 500, they're 9 and 8. That hits this win total. And they still return what could be the best defense in the league. And I think that's a really important part of this. They're going to get pressure on the quarterback. They don't need to win games 45 to 41. They're the Steelers that are going to wear you down. If they can get back to running the ball a little bit, it should make the deep passes more efficient for Ben, keep him a bit fresher. And then they're winning games 24 to 21, 24 to 14. I can see a lot of that this year as a team with a bit of an underwhelming offense that could have some upside to it if Ben is healthy, along with an elite defense. It's a lot set up like the Ravens are, although the Ravens definitely have a better offense, or at least what we perceive to be a better floor offense in that regard. I think that the defense's advantage might go to Pittsburgh in this regard, but they're both very close. They both want to play similar styles of let's run the clock, let's win with defense and score enough points where we can have to and try to capitalize down the field and Pittsburgh's receivers are much better just their quarterback tends to is a little bit not even a little bit worse a lot worse at this point but eight and a half just seems like a low number to me so i am going strong over tim on the pittsburgh
0: steelers okay well i mean it's not just a low number it's a remarkable number given that they won 12 games last year and the steelers are one of the biggest and most popular teams in the nfl so the fact that the books have set the over under to eight and a half is quite an interesting thing to think about and I'm inclined to play the under. I think that's got to be the sharp side here. Uh, I mean, this is an eight, nine, seven, and 10 team. I don't believe in Ben that much. Um, Harris is great, but he's a running back. The receiving core has been underwhelming. The offense last year was second half of the of the league. Yeah, the defense was the best by DVOA last year, but that is hard to replicate. Um, I don't trust this team very much I think this is a older team and sort of a a, sort of a listless team sort of don't know where they're going and because I think Baltimore and of course Cleveland are going to win 11 games I don't think Pittsburgh has the horses to match and so even though this would be several games below last year I'm going to play the under on the Steelers.
2: You would be on the side of the public with this one. You would have to lay $140 to win 100 to bet the under. Which draft is remarkable
1: when you think about it. Remarkable. Hold on, think- on a second. This would have been the sharp side maybe if you made this bet out of the gate. Fair enough. Maybe if you made this bet out of the gate. But I would say this is probably the one of the more popular unders for first Pittsburgh's popularity, it's also like they're a team that just people's eyes are attracted to even who aren't Steeler fans in like a smaller Cowboys sense in um, in some regards. And uh, once they miss the playoffs for like one of the first times, they're probably finally going to get on Hard Knocks just like they went to Dallas this year. Um, Tim made the great point about the drop in the lines and that maybe it's now a public line as pat pointed out that being said last year tim on this show picked this team to draft first overall he <laughs> picked them to draft first overall what happened would they go 12 and 0 11 and 0 11 i think what was supposed to potentially start to happen last year happens this year they got a big reprieve because of tim I am sort of inclined to agree with Tim that water has to find its level somewhere. I believe in a better conference. They have an AFC West full slate. They have a first place AFC schedule. Good point. These are things that I think are going to hurt Pittsburgh. That being said, if they find a way to be great in the division, that changes everything. They'll take the wins they need to take. If you have any belief in Cincy in some ways, and I've already picked two oh, uh, well, not two overs, but I believe Baltimore is going to flirt with that 11. I got to just play this under and kind of believe the end is near. They're a very old team. Like, love the, the Warren analysis. Like, he's a monster. And he, like, but he can put a team on blast. And the amount of times he puts Pittsburgh on blast, no one is more archaic than Pittsburgh in their predictability. Nobody runs less motion than Pittsburgh. Nobody does less play action than Pittsburgh. They ousted an old off the old offensive coordinator. They brought in a new one. I don't know. Ben's kind of a Ben. Like I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm in. I'm comfortable thinking. While I don't know, is that they're going to be an under?
2: Yeah, I think they are a bit of an unpredictable team because you're right. And the reason that the that the number is low, and then everyone is betting the under. Like out of the gate and still betting it to juice it to minus 140 is simply because. Pittsburgh is a very visible team. So it's it can be like the Cowboys in that sense, that if they're playing really well, you get all these people out of nowhere being like, I am the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan in the world. But the Cowboys have a ton of haters as well. And the Steelers are kind of the same way. Like they're not as high level in terms of overall popularity, uh, like nationwide, but they're pretty close. You're close, like, go to road
1: games. Yeah, like people they're, they're, would say they're bigger and better in, in in some regards, but you're you're absolutely right on that pat i think people outside of like detroit i don't know that there's many teams with forgetting houston with more of like an actual stank on them like even generic football fans like feel the stank whether it's just their remembering of last year well let alone like the The deepened ones.
2: Well, that's it. It's like when the Cowboys are bad, you hear about how bad the Cowboys are because people like talking about the Cowboys. That does ratings. They're always on TV, regardless. The Steelers are kind of the same way, and they were they visibly collapsed, and everyone saw it last year. Ben looked like he was dead, and the team went out. They got crushed by Cleveland in the playoffs, and they won one of their final seven games down the stretch after starting undefeated in a team that felt like a little bit of smoke and mirrors. So I completely get it, but I think that's why everyone. Is pounding the under i'm just going to trust the infrastructure here i don't understand how they're good every single year but they're just they're fine every single year eventually that will end i just don't know if this is the year for it and they could be bad and somehow finish nine and eight and that's an over for me here and if yeah, Ben, I mean, if ben is healthy like they could be 11 and six or something like that
0: you understand the way that uh the the number got created but i guess i see the same facts and come to very conclued confusions When I was looking up last night what their over-under was, I could not believe that it was eight and a half because I knew that they had won 12 or 13 games last year. And, like, they are a public team, and people do have a great affinity for the Steelers. So the fact that they're, like, three and a half, four games under, and now you tell me they're being bet under, I find that all very beguiling. I'm actually very surprised to hear that,
1: and still am. No, they're, like they've been publicly picked on like Pat's kind of pointed it out that they've been a whipping boy on a lot of football content in many ways. Maybe they're like, I don't even know. Like, is it even a good answer if people put Pittsburgh as for the contest? Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's expecting them to be bad. Like, but to Pat's point, Pat is banking on the infrastructure and he's like in, in whether it's conscious or subconscious, Tomlin always wins eight or nine games and now there's an extra game. So like Tomlin's just going to beat Tomlin. And that's what Pat is betting on. Okay. Fair enough. Or not even betting on, but projecting.
2: I'm going to be betting on this one. I will be that betting is. on the Steelers over eight and a half. And I'll come to collect in like week 11 when they're just playing over their heads and it will suck for the rest of the year or something like that. Cincinnati. The bottom feeder of the division, six and a half wins is still pretty elevated, though. Uh, the under is getting the juice on this one at minus one twenty five to one to make the playoffs, twenty five to one to win the division, sixty five to one to win the conference, one hundred and fifty to one to win the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is back. He is going to be playing for week one. We think he did play two snaps in the fire, two. He made two throws in the final preseason game, and that was it for him. But At least he was back on the field. He is going to start week one. No one has had worse press in the preseason of any draft pick than Jamar Chase, who apparently can't catch the ball anymore. <laughs> That's not great news. But if he is, don't, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be the number five overall pick good, but he's like first round good. You pair him up with T. Higgins. You compare pair him up with Tower Boyd. You have a pretty good monster. Joe Mixon good out of the backfield. Can they block? Absolutely not. Can they get to the pass rush or can they get to the quarterback, the pass rush? Yeah, it's probably not going to be all that great. I don't see them competing for the playoffs or the division, but Jeff having Joe Burrow back, the former number one pick, is he more of a Baker Mayfield number one, where he's a game manager and needs the rest of the team to be really good around him. Or is he like your Justin Herbert who can take a team forward?
1: I believe he's a guy that's going to take a team forward and is just part of this gluttonous wealth of, of AFC quarterback play. The big question there as we go into year three would be Taylor, the coach. Um, A lot of strange decisions in many regards. And a team that quietly, because you expect them to lose in the end, um, they've had a lot of leads in games, in a lot of his games. uh, And they don't win. They don't win very often at all. Um, I believe he's certainly on one of the more hotter coaches' seats in the entire league that being said i think this is a seven and ten or above football team so i'm gonna lean to the over
2: okay I, i'm i was pretty wishy-washy on this over because it's gonna be hard to weigh like going zero and six in this division is a realistic possibility tim
0: it is and so i wanted to make sure i got the number right I and mean, i saw it was six and a half I'm going to play a very quick game of schedule and tell you that there is just no earthly opportunity to get to seven wins. Okay. Minnesota, Chicago, Pittsburgh out, out, of, out of the gate, <coughs> probably Owen three Jacksonville, Green Bay, Detroit. Okay. Let's give them two wins there. So we are two wins through six weeks, Baltimore, the jets Browns, give them one more win. That's three wins. Then the Raiders, let's say four wins. Then Steelers, chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, chiefs, Browns, You need to give me three wins out of that last stretch, three wins out of Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, in order to get to seven wins. The numbers just aren't there. And do I think, I think Burrow is closer to a Mahomes or a Herbert than he is to a Mayfield. But I don't think that no matter how well he plays, there isn't seven wins on that schedule. Because you can't win with six, with a six and a half. You've got to get to seven in that division with that schedule that they have ahead of them i'm sorry i feel the under on the bengals is one of the strongest plays i have in the afc it just there's just no way to get there in my opinion there could be a reversal in
2: luck for them too because they played a lot of basically one score games and won like two of them last year they couldn't recover any of their, they were 28th in the league and recovering their own fumble somehow like that weird that weird stuff that most of the time just boils down to luck all feels like it went against them last year. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go all for them this year. But even if it's just neutral, that feels like it could translate into a few more wins that way. Then all it takes is you know an injury here, an injury there to one of these good teams that they potentially have on their schedule because they faced one of the most difficult schedules last year. They're gonna face one of the most difficult schedules this year. I just may the thing that would have to be different. Uh, between this year or last year is they, they would have to be really good and markably better than one of these spots on the field that we're not projecting them to be good at. Like, we think they have a disastrous offensive line. Maybe we're wrong. Shockingly enough, we're not the the best offensive line scouts in the world. Maybe their defense, all of a sudden they went out and signed some guys that no one really has a good scouting report on. Maybe they've coached them up, improved. Maybe they have a better scheme. Maybe their defense is a little bit better. I don't think it's going to be, but maybe it is. Maybe the pass rush is a little bit better. They have to do something like that and have Burrow play to the best of his capabilities. Jamar Chase to be good. It feels like there's an awful lot that has to go right for them to get over six and a half wins. I think they can do it. But I'm kind of with Tim. I'm going to take the under. So under for Tim and I and over for Jeff and the coin. The coin's on your side with this one. Although, Jeff, Tim's strong words on the under kind of make me want to bet the over.
1: It's free money. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's go. I I don't do this very much when honestly trying to project a team that hasn't done much to hit an over. Um, but the number isn't very – well. For me, it's not that high a number, and I I can't wait till we're talking about on Monday like the great Bengal upsets that are gonna happen. You mentioned that hard schedule. My concern is they got up, they better win the games they have to win, but because I am uber confident, they're gonna put down a couple big ones this year.
0: So they start at home against the Vikings. You really think the Vikings? I have the Vikings win the NFC Championship game. You really think the Bengals are gonna go? and
1: beat them i didn't up. say it had to be that one no chance
0: the vikings are on every. i didn't say run. it had I to be that
1: one but, you know one but you know what week one or when the weirdest things happen we saw jackson go in week one but not win again for 50.
0: down to free money i'm sure in week one like i feel very good about that
1: game. all right so we've got the first leg of the uh of the ticket that we'll be talking about uh next week um yeah, I, I I think Burrow is good enough where we're gonna get some great magic, and it's gonna be one of those like Burrow moment games. Where next year we're gonna be super excited about about them in some regards. I hope so. I think the coach's job is on it. Yes, yes, they kept Marvin Lewis forever, but what's imperative is early success. If you want to win over Mister Brown, who's who's the pure curmudgeon of the nfl you need early success and that equity and he hasn't gotten it yet and there's a level of we got to see something now because of certain investments that they have made so he could be the hottest seat for me in the league let's move on to picking the division winners of this i'm gonna go
2: with the steelers as my division winner in this one jeff the browns tim baltimore All right, so hopefully the Bengals don't win and we don't get shut out of this one. Oh, Jeff's division, the AFC West. We're starting with the Kansas City Chiefs, former Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl losers from a year ago. 12 and a half wins is the over-under. The money is on the under at minus 130 right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minus 1,000 to make the playoffs. Minus 250 to win the division. Plus 250 to win the AFC. Five to one. To win the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl and they return as Super Bowl favorites this time around. The offensive line should be vastly improved from what we saw in the Super Bowl a year ago. Do you know why, Tim? Do you know who they got back on their offensive line? Oh, is it the uh, Hank Crichton Award winner? The heck Crichton Award winner from Quebec. He's back.
1: Lou Tardif Tardon or something, right?
2: Yeah, and uh, I mean, they i mean—they should be a lot better on the offensive line at least to begin the year. Who knows how it turns out at the end of the year? Yes, they lose Sammy Watkins. That doesn't really feel like that big of a deal. Do they have Super Bowl losers stank on them? I guess is the only question. I don't think they do because they have Patrick Mahomes, and that's really all that matters, doesn't it?
0: If that was all that was—if ma- that's all that matters, they probably would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they made that. They made the lost. Super Bowl, Tim. They did make the Super Bowl. But, like, I was, had been told all through Super Bowl week and all season long that there was just no way possible you could ever shut Kansas City down. And not only were they shut down, they were completely shut down on the biggest stage. So you can, in fact, shut them down. Now, look, I, you look year after year after year after year, pretty much, you name the team the year after losing in the Super Bowl. You know, the Niners made it, didn't, didn't win seven games last year. The Rams made it. The Rams didn't make the playoffs the next year. Like you can go over and over. You can go back and back and back and back. The year the Niners made it against Baltimore, they didn't win the division the next year. They lost to Seattle in the championship game. So there's usually some regression. Now the Chiefs have Mahomes, and Mahomes is really, really good. So the Chiefs are still a playoff team, but that's 11 wins to me. They're a wild card, in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> and so, and then uh, just look at they have no depth, zero depth. If they lose Kelsey, if they lose Hill, and certainly if they – I mean, Mahomes doesn't matter. If they lost him, for sure they'd be done. That offensive line has no depth. That defensive line has no depth. This is a wild card team in my opinion. And so I'm going to play the under on that win total. I think – I just don't see them getting there. And watch out for week one. They play the Browns week one. I wouldn't be shocked in the least if Cleveland took a W in week one.
2: It's a lot there, Jeff. It it sounds like you know what this is going for, unless he really loves the
1: Raiders. Well, okay, we'll get we'll have to cross that bridge soon enough. Tell me where I'm wrong. No, no well, I think you're wrong in a lot of places. Well, have at it then. <laughs> I mean, you're knocking this team for its depth. This team is as good as it has to be, as good as it needs to be. I mean, the teams that you like have have probably worse depth issues. So your arguments are, are straw, man. They, they got to the Super Bowl. They lost the game. They got demolished on the O-line. They had injuries on the O-line. They had an aged O-line. They were able to sign Tooney and then make the trade for Baltimore. That like They literally did everything they could. If I was a Chiefs fan, not only do you feel so safe in your place and the organization and having that quarterback and coach, but they literally did everything you could have asked them to do to to try to take full advantage of the window they are in, um, and they did that. And I don't know how, for the moment, that's going to change. Um, you seem to think just because they lost the Super Bowl, <laughs> that will change. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say. well, but just- you're kind of listen. That's okay. You can the NFL patterns I do it all the time in golf. Like, you're just kind of taking a lane that's always happened. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Pat is taking a lane that Mike Tomlin always, always gets the sure. job done, regardless of what people think. He's done better jobs with worse rosters. Me and you are taking the teams everyone's are taking there, the uh, Baltimore and, 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 and Cleveland. Like, Mayo's like, no. Tomo get yours. Just like, no. Super Bowl losers, um, they struggle. I there's just something about this team that Super Bowl loser that feels that feels different. Um, I feel like someone says that every year. You're about- probably right. You're right. You're right. You're, right. you're right. You're you're just and and I don't mind. You're just saying that if I'm wrong picking the lane that the league has always traveled, I'll be wrong and I'll admit I'm wrong. Like you know that that is what it is. That being said, I don't know. I, I they're all in there and they're so lucky. They have such a They got the quarterback and he took that contract and he makes less money on the cap this year than Taysom Hill, which allowed them to do what they want to do. Everything breaks their way. Everything. That's not a pun on on an alleged child incident involving their star receiver either who they get on a cheap long term deal because everything breaks their way. The offensive line. But they're great. And like, I'm look, not picking them to stop being outstanding. And I don't think people... It's easy to say how good their defense is, but it really is, like, good. Or so much better than it needs to be when you have Patrick Mahomes. I'm coming. I hope they hear me footsteps. But um maybe I can catch them when they lose a body or two in the year, in the next year. Not yeah, this
2: one. I mean, the, we know what the biggest glaring point was. We saw that in the Super Bowl, in Mahomes... He was throwing underhand passes at one point, just running away from everything. They have four new offensive line starters, and they went out and they got real players. Like I said, they have the Frenchman returning to their offensive line, so that can only help upgrade from what we saw a year ago. And they went and they got depth. Like There was one priority, it was protect Mahomes, make sure that never happens again. And they've even added depth to make sure that doesn't happen. The defense, I mean, who knows? Uh, when you're up by a whole bunch of games all the time, your defense can give up a bunch of points, but as long as you're opportunistic, then all of a sudden it can look a lot better than it is. So as long as the secondary can be ball hawkish, that's probably a good thing for this team. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot of wins, 12 and a half, even in even, 17 games. I'm still going to take the over, though. They have the best player in football. They can protect him. As long as he doesn't get hurt, they hit the over.
0: So the the problem, as I noted with the Chiefs team, is that if you want to win 13 games and bet the over, you're walking a high wire without a net. Their schedule is the Browns, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Eagles, which is a a soft one, Bills, Washington Titans, Giants, a soft one, Packers. That's their schedule through the start of November. To get to 13-4, and You need them to stumble no more than once or twice through there and then get through the rest of the season where they have to play the Chargers again. They have to play the Steelers later in the year. They have to play the Cowboys, who I don't think are going to be that great, but some people do think they're going to be great. They have to play the Broncos again. Some people think they're going to be great. I don't think they're going to be great. Uh, That's just a really, really hard schedule. And so even if they might get over, they're going to just so barely get over that I think it's a bad bet to take that over. It's just it's a lot of stress with very little upside because it's really hard to hit it. And if you hit it, you're just going to barely hit it. And there's so many opportunities to lose it. I think it would be a poor investment to take the over on the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I like I'm not running to.
0: Uh, no, I, I like
2: the over. And when you are, when you are considered, at least in my mind, the best team in football, I mean, those are hard games, but they're not hard for the best team because that team is better than everyone else.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I got to piggyback exactly off that. Uh, might they cover week-to-week week on inflated lines? No, we saw last year. They kind of knew how they could get by close games. A lot of them were, were really tight in some regards. And then they get to that game. It's an early primetime game against Baltimore. And I'm like, this is like week three or four versus versus Baltimore. The Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. They have nothing to prove. This game is like everything for Baltimore. And they just... What an embarrassing game. I lost a lot on that one. And I like when they need to turn it up, they'll turn it up. And they got abandoned by the one thing that just the matchup in the Super Bowl killed them based on their injuries. And as Pat pointed it out, they almost still made those plays as a fan of a team or when you have a bet, you know how, like you say, when you have a bet or you, you want the other coach. If it's like a fourth and short, you want them to punt. Like, I have a bet. Like, I don't want you to go for it. I want you to punt. Like, you always want to do what the guy betting the other side doesn't want you to do in some ways. Well, I'll take that to fandom. As a fan of a team that kind of needs this team to regress, they did in their offseason everything I didn't want them to do. Not only sign a star offensive lineman, but use their late first-round pick to go trade for an amazing offensive lineman. Like, that was exactly what I would hope they didn't do in the offseason, and they did two of them. I get what you're banking on, Tim, but I'm banking on what my eyeballs saw, like, see. Like, I, I if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not running to make the bet, per se, but I ain't picking this team under anything.
0: I get it, but, like, the last time I saw them, they were embarrassed so badly that the Emperor almost looked like he had no clothes.
1: What happened the last time you saw Baltimore?
0: They played absolutely terribly against the Bills. What, like, they weren't the favorite in the Super Bowl. And Why was- didn't
1: I make no one saying that when you're making your Baltimore case? Did you see the last time they played? Well, you no just said I believe that, that against
0: eyeballs. them. If you were to trust your eyeballs, you'd say, hmm, that was that was a very concerning loss in the Super Bowl. That was not just <laughs> it like was concerning. Bad luck. It was concerning because some, they were figured out. It
1: was, it was concerning, concerning for how bad they played and how close they kind of, like, could have really 39. made it. it was that was the concerning, is, like, how everything broke down at such an important position, and they still almost made every play. That's what was concerning to me as someone going forward. Okay, sure.
2: So double over for Jeff and I, double under for... The coin and cussed on 12 and a half for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, part one of the main event. Let's go. Los Angeles Chargers. We have a winner to give out here. Actually, after it's nine and a half is the win total. Uh, the under is generating a lot of buzz. Minus 135 to bet the under of nine and a half for the Los Angeles Chargers. Plus 105 to make the playoffs. Plus 450 to win the division. 16 to one to win the conference. And... To win the Super Bowl? It is to 30-1, which in my sphere of the internet, a very popular bet so far in this offseason. But that might be just who I follow in a little echo chamber. I don't just assume that all of the internet works exactly how it appears on my timeline. Unlike Tim, uh, who thinks that's exactly how the world works, that everyone sees what appears on his timeline. We do have a winner, Jeff, of the Justin Herbert Giveaway Rookie Card. Are you ready for this? I've made the draw. Let's do it. Matt! hudson at mza matt underscore on twitter you sir have won a justin herbert rookie card we will be in touch very soon so jeff can get that shipped out thank you jeff that was very generous of you to launch your brand new los angeles chargers weekly show feinbolt with jeff feinberg on the mayo media network
1: yeah exciting i don't know that was a good payoff i'm still happy about that uh now win, um, but that's that's for another time, Pat. Although, congrats, Matt, you said? Congrats, Matt. Uh, that's a nice one. Nice pull, I guess, as they say in the card world. Um, speaking of echo chambers, maybe I'm living in my own, but I want to tell you that last year, Tim came on here and he made like some crazy comments about the Jets. Like everyone is talking about them. <laughs> and we are like, no, you're crazy. I don't think everyone is talking about the Chargers. That is not my point. But I think if you really gauge like people who truly love football, who truly love the minutiae of the league, we are hands down one of the most interesting teams in the entire league right now. Generic fan, they, they, they see the Herbert and, and maybe cool uniforms and, and they wonder what could be, and they acknowledge that this team has been hurt. But on so many levels, this team is so interesting. And and I I see it because I see the segments coming up about them on all the the popular shows. Um, And we're going to leave Herbert aside. We've brought in this coach who's essentially my age, who is the cutting edge, who is the cutting edge. And we're going to play with a level of strategy that I am so excited about. And I don't know what the barometer of being a very good NFL coach is, but we're going to hit it with this guy. And you could say, I did not say that about McCoy or certainly not Anthony Lynn, Bill Parcells disciple, hopeful. But nobody has brought me hope in his words like this man and where this team is going from that perspective. So there are a lot of eyes on this young head coach who just became, whose ascent is remarkable. So there are eyes on us for that. There are now eyes on us as we now play in front of fans in the stadium, in someone else's stadium. Do you have a loony in front of you? Well, I got a, I got one right here. That's my rent for the year, folks. That's my rent in that SoFi. No, sorry. That's Canadian. Toonie. That's my rent in SoFi this year, but we'll see what happens. We're in a stadium. By all accounts, the season ticket thing has been amazing. Is that probably all ticket brokers? Did we, do we have a schedule opening with the Cowboys at home, which is like, we're going to get embarrassed. I'm preparing myself for that, but there's an element of like, can we, we're we're in this new stadium. Will we have fans, how that stadium plays out the waiting game in Los Angeles is pretty much over any leeway you wanted to give them as an organization to see how it plays out. um, You know, that sort of that runway is up. We had our soccer stadium. We had a year with no fans. Now, let's see. So, and then the Derwin and the Bosa thing. So, we're just a very interesting team. Now, I'll tell it to you from my perspective. I am blessed. I am blessed that my life comes with a lot of melancholy. Um, Maybe that's a bad thing, but it just means I don't have a lot to worry about. And that means I worry about this team. I think about this team. I care about this team. I love this team. And maybe I have the melon, like, and there's just too much melancholy in the world and life is boring that, that I don't know. I put my energy at times into this team and I'm pretty freaking excited. Uh, if Derwin James and Joey Bosa stay healthy, this team is going to be really good. Really, really good. If they don't, they'll probably just be mediocre. The ceiling stuff, I've bet on it because I would do that. If we were the Houston Texans, maybe not, but I've never not bet on us to win the Super Bowl. I bet on us to win the Super Bowl the day after last year's Super Bowl at 40 to 1. I have Justin Herbert at 30 to 1. I have to make the playoffs at plus 135. I have an over under of nine at minus 110. I have Joey Bosa to win defensive player of the year. I have this thing in just about every which way. I don't really understand how Staley is like the favorite for coach of the year. I don't know how that plays out. You're better off just taking the like five or six to one to win the division and losing half of the 12 to one on Staley to win coach of the year. I don't know. We got a kicking problem again, but if Joey Bosa and Derwin James play football games, everyone's in big trouble. Everyone's in trouble. We're coming for everybody.
2: So you're going over on the Chargers, I'm guessing?
1: Yeah, we're going over, over to the Chargers. We will make, well, I would like to battle for the postseason. My expectations aren't the ceiling that some people have. I need to see Herbert continue a trajectory, and maybe he regresses statistically, but there are elements that make you feel like everything is still, like, on that path. And I need to see I have a coach. I'm very confident in both, and I'm very excited. All right,
2: Tim. Jeff is optimistic, but not all the way there. Are you going over or under on the Chargers?
0: Hard over. I like what Jeff said exactly right. If If Bosa, who doesn't tend to play, but when he does play, if he stays healthy, and if James stays healthy, and they have been very fortunate in camp and preseason to avoid the big injuries, maybe it'll start to look like their year in the sense of, like, they're going to avoid all the big injuries this year. The same way that Indianapolis had that one season where they avoided all the big injuries and won the Super Bowl. The Chargers are looking like they have are going to be able to avoid a bunch of injuries and be really competitive. Don't and talk about them yet. With everybody else. Uh, maybe they won't, but I feel like I just get this gut feeling that this is going to be the season the Chargers avoid disaster. All those bad luck games that all broke against them. Maybe they'll start a few will start breaking their way. I love everything. Like this team has zero weaknesses. You, is of this special, a bit outside of special teams, which bothers me? As you know, I think special teams is really, really, really important.
1: Yeah, that's where the heartbreak's gonna come.
0: And it can, cons- and that concerns me. But I also hope a new coach brings new special teams coordinator, brings new discipline to the special team. So I'll have my eyes on that. But look. The, the, even like some of the lower draft picks they, they made, Asante Samuel Jr. I was touting that guy as someone I liked before the Chargers took him. I really liked that player. You know that I love Herbert. You know that I love Keenan Allen. Uh, you know that, I, I mean, the, the linebacking core is so stacked. The pass rushing, even someone like Vale Joseph, I think is really, really, really good.
1: What are you doing? Other uh, wh- than wh- Where did you, with, what, what, can father- you name, hold on. Name two linebackers if you you just called the unit stacked. I really like
0: Kenneth Murray.
1: Yeah, I, pardon me. That is a first round pick last year who yeah. showed flashes. Yeah, I really like him. I like Noosu quite a bit. I'm surprised you know who that is. Okay, he has yeah, the yeah. He, he has the
2: depth chart pulled up in front of him on a screen. You know that, right? No, I don't.
0: No, I don't. The
1: way he's doing this, I I feel like it's a bit. But no, whatever, it's not
0: a bit. Not listen. Yeah. It's because I think that just listen. I bought him to that quarterback last year. He played great. He won the rookie of the year. The Chargers, outside of special teams, don't have, I mean, I guess tight end is the other spot where I would say they actually do have a weakness, but outside of tight end and special teams, this team is pretty darn good, and for them to get to the over, I just need 10 wins. I mean, you look at their schedule, they I mean, yes, they have their fair share of tough tough. The start is, well, I mean, the start is tough, but I mean, two and two, I think worst case scenario out of of the start. Worst case. I mean, splitting, maybe they lose to Washington, but definitely beat Dallas, definitely beat the Raiders. And who knows? I think they could, that Chiefs game, you know how close the Chiefs and and Chargers have played games in the past and how in big spots the Chargers even got them two years ago on that that Saturday night. So
1: that's going to be the Chiefs saying, you guys think you're
0: close? Watch this. It's the Chiefs coming off playing Baltimore on a Sunday night, being beaten up playing Baltimore, then getting the Chargers. What a gift of a schedule that is for the Chargers to get the Chiefs coming off of a Baltimore week. Okay.
1: Before Pat gives his take, I need to make one thing perfectly clear. I don't believe any of this is genuine. You better hope I believe not. All of What? Better hope not. I believe this all comes from a specific place. This all comes from his true desire, his deep-down disgust and hatred for the Miami Dolphins. It's a, pronged, it's a pronged element here, Pat. The Chargers being successful, the Chargers being what I hope, what, what, like, being great, Herbert being amazing, them having great team success will make a team that he hates more than anything in life itself, I've discovered, I've discovered, so that's why, if the charges are great, it looks bad on Miami. I think it's all about that. I truly believe that it's not genuine, and therefore it's like a default prognostication. It's a default prognostication. Like you, you need to see. I know it's in a nutshell, but he tweeted Miami to be the team that he. Someone's like, name a team that won't win a Super Bowl for 30 years. He put Miami. So any element for Miami (laughs) to look bad is is like something he will jump on. And he sees the Chargers being great. Ready on the roll.
0: You guys got some sort of bit going
1: here? No, I'm just saying, I'm putting in perspective. This all comes back. Your love of this Chargers team is because of the Herbert to a dynamic. And if the Chargers are great, it makes the dolphin bit that you're going to hold on to or that's your life, um, like, it just makes you feel better about that. So I don't think your Charger love is genuine at all. I don't. I don't. I don't.
0: I mean, I would be lying if I said part of my desire to see Herbert do really well is that it would reflect very poorly on the Dolphins. And all these Dolphins fans and friends that I know who go on and on about how great this Miami team is and how great Tua is, have to sit there and eat the sour grapes of knowing they passed on a fantastic quarterback for for Tua so yes I would I, I I agree with you that there would be a particular schadenfreude that I would enjoy from the Chargers being great and that reflecting badly on the Dolphins but it cannot be denied and I'm hardly the first person to make this point That the Chargers have a ton of talent at many positions, and I am not blind to it. It's true. Like outside, instead of special teams and tight end, the Chargers have a ton of good players, and they have been really unlucky in several years with injuries and bad breaks. One assumes that things like that tend to eventually even themselves out, and sometimes it can happen by everything breaking your way in a particular season, like the year the the Bears won the division with Trubisky, where they won all these crazy things really close, and uh, they overperformed. I think Staley brings a stability to that roster and to that locker room that they needed. I think that Herbert with a second year and a receiving core that's very talented to begin with should make some steps forward. And my goodness, he already played fantastically last year, so what does a step forward look like? Is he the best QB in the division? Oh, certainly not. One cannot make that case. But is he very, very, very good? He certainly seems like it from one season. And yes, it is great that the Dolphins passed on him for Tua. That does make me happy every single day. So yes, there was some instrumentality in me wanting to use this Chargers as a stick to beat the Dolphins with. I don't deny that. But at the same time, the Chargers are very, very, very talented. And I think that the, the, the teams coming off Super Bowl losses have a lot of trouble so I think the recipe is all circling together for this to be a good season for the Chargers and if they can avoid their Chargers isms for one season which we've seen in the past that every that teams do avoid this the Browns last year avoided being the Browns by winning in week 17 and then beating their arch rival in the first round of the playoffs and nearly beating the Chiefs in the second round sometimes teams can shake off their decades long identities in a good season where everything conspires in their benefit and I I have the feeling, and I'm hardly the only one who thinks that things could very much be uh, plentiful and beneficial for the Chargers this year. And because that is what I believe, I would be doing a disservice to the people by concealing it just because I know that even though I say it, I know you're not going to like it. I have to be honest and lay my cards on the table. Two things.
1: Okay. One. So what is it? We're losing to Baltimore. We're winning a playoff game. Yes. We're, we're losing
0: we're... To Baltimore in the championship game. Lamar <laughs> getting that win over the team that beat that beat him in his first playoff game. The symmetry.
1: So what, that Madden game. Are, I opened my box with last week, 22, nothing Baltimore.
0: That maybe that'll be the score I predict in the final game. I know the symmetry would be perfect in that. And so like, I love this Chargers team. Love, love, love. I think they should go over their number. It Would it shock me if they didn't win the division? No, because if the Chiefs do win all these close games and they're a wild card, that's tough. But look, Tampa was a wild card and got all the way to the Super Bowl, so that doesn't like consign you to being done. Just if they can avoid injuries and if they are well-coached, they're going to be pretty darn good, and Jeff knows that they're going to be pretty good. You
1: picked darn us good. to go to the Super Bowl and Rivers to win MVP a couple years ago. He, so threw not 30, doing he threw 30 interceptions and everything died. So I'm not making either of those picks
0: this year. I'm not picking – Herbert to an MVP I'm not picking the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl so relax yeah he's really he's down on them this year so that's good news (laughs) for you
2: Jeff in this regard so there's two things here one the all these Dolphins fans in Tim's life uh, one of them is Tim's dad so I have no idea how like fired up he is for Tua all the time but but I know the person that he interacts with the most who is a Dolphins fan isn't like super He likes Tua. He's like, I hope that Tua is good. I hope that he's better this season than he was last season. Tim, anytime it's not negative Tua, if it's like neutral Tua, be like, man, I hope that he's better. Tim hears that as he's going, (laughs) like like what Tim says about like Darnold and what he'll say about Zach Wilson is what just, he projects onto anyone talking about Tua. And it's just completely insane uh, how how Tim is manufactured this in his
0: mind. I know tons of Dolphins fans. How many? How many? Off the top of my head, I can get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people that I interact with in a on a relatively reasonable basis who are dolphins fans to different extents, all of them super hyped for this year. Anytime something good happens, sending me text messages or gifts of Tua to try to get me going. I live in a house where I have to deal with people talking up the dolphins all the time. To- I don't like that team, and it will be like a caramel. Uh, wrapped in chocolate to, to chew every time I see Tua sitting on the bench benched because he played so poorly while well, the guy they could have taken is you know galloping through the AFC with a chance to, to to win it all like that will just be and I will not tire of pointing that fact out to those people that this is what you could have had but instead of you took two for, uh, top five first round picks And you decided not to take any good quarterbacks. I hope you're really proud of yourself. So you realize that
2: most of these like, quote unquote, Dolphins fans that you're talking about, because I know who you're talking about. They don't really care about the Dolphins. They only care about triggering you. So they find it funny.
0: No, no, no. It's not about triggering me. They really love the Dolphins.
2: No, they they don't. They they don't really love the Dolphins. In fact, we played golf with one of them like three weeks ago. I was like, you pump for the Dolphins? He's like, eh.
0: I hear all the time from him about how good the dolphins are going to be. Co- of
2: course, because it's to trigger you.
0: <laughs> I was driving him to dinner that one night and he was telling me about how good the dolphins would be and how good Tua would be. Yeah. These are not real opinions. These are just what people tell you to get you fired up. Well, I can't. Here's the other. I get to win. The shoe will be on the other foot and I get to be fired up for them. I get all the credit about Tua being awful. Yeah. yeah and but, but But here's the thing. They don't care. You care. Oh, don't care.
1: <laughs> the, the best thing about Tim is I'll send him something. Um, and to like, whether I agree with it or not, sometimes I might, but it's, how do you put it? Um, I'm literally just trying to send him something he'll like in the same way I have a buddy who loves the Titans. And I'll always send him those like Mahomes, Tannehill statistical comparisons because he likes it. And then Tim will, will get to an argument and Tim will be like, oh, but you sent it to me and you love it. And anytime I don't, I give two of the smallest compliment in the preseason. Like he's been more mobile. He looks healthier. Tim like doesn't want to hear <laughs> any of it. None, not even the smallest, like, well, he'll be better. Oh yeah, so Mulder, running work. around
0: throwing picks in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. It's a what a great mobility factor that is. I mean, you have a better sight line of the pick he's throwing, I guess.
2: So, like you, you got real sour grapes here. We're talking about the Chargers, though. I'm going hard under after hearing this from Tim. I think there's a bunch of stuff that... Jeff, I th- listen, to say this team is going to win the division, that's not what you said, that's what Tim said. But to be like good, I can see it. But I think everything kind of needs to go right or continue. Like The health stuff, the efficiency stuff, and the defense needs to be better than it was last year. And then all of the good things from the Chargers need to remain in place, too, like... I'm not convinced Herbert doesn't take a step back this year. Like, he was worse in the second half of games last season, especially on third down. It did seem like teams would start to figure him out a little bit by the end of the season. Now, can he go back the other way in year two, and then he can get the leg up on them? Absolutely. But I don't think it's just all roses. Like, oh my God, Herbert's a 10-year starter in the NFL. And I'd say he's going to be, like, really bad this year. But if he took a step back after having an incredible rookie year, wouldn't be the first time. That's ever
1: happened. No, but I mean, statistically, to like fantasy boy, but I think he could take a step back in statistics. But you see a couple things you see, you're like, everything is perfect there. Um, as for last year, which I think is kind of overlooked a few times, he found trouble in, right in the middle. Right in the middle, we played a run of AFC East football, who are all defensive coordinator coaches. Flores gave it to him. McDermott gave it to him and 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 Bilichek goddamn got Anthony Lynn fired. Okay. Like the final nail. Um, embarrassed him. And then he came back from that and played great in four straight games that they won. So I like that he took it. He got knocked to the canvas last year, dusted that off, obviously played inferior teams out of that. Um, and and that to me makes the when we get there, the East so intriguing. Because those are like defensive coaches that. You know, I saw them give my rookie as hard of a time as any other coaches in in the league. Um, Whatever, year to year, everything's great. Everything's great. Where you would have power ranked us a year ago? Where you want to power rank us today? We made one of the bigger moves, probably a top five move. Maybe a top three move on the NFL circuit. Year to year excitement.
2: Uh, By the way, the answer to the question in the comment section, which team is going to disappoint? It's going to be the Chargers.
1: Oh, there's no doubt because they're they're getting hyped. It's a nine and a half win total. The Steelers don't count. Um, maybe people might pick Baltimore because Tim likes them so much, Pat, but it'll be the Chargers.
2: Healthy snacks have a bad reputation. And let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They're horrible. They don't fill you up and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. But this episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less... Monk, Pack Keto, Nut, and Seed Bars contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories. They're great for anyone living a keto lifestyle, and they're a perfect snack for anyone who just likes to eat good snacks and wants to cut back on sugar. That's me. If you've seen the video version of the Pat Mayo experience lately, you'll see a slim and trim Pat Mayo. Big thing was... Monk Pack sent me a whole bunch of these keto bars, and while I'm not doing a keto diet by any means, I do think that cutting back on sugar and actually having a snack that's not high in calories, that is low in sugar, that isn't horrible and i actually do like to eat i thoroughly enjoy it because they come in delicious flavors like sea salt dark chocolate caramel sea salt peanut butter dark chocolate they're really delicious i cannot emphasize this enough i was shocked i got them in the mail i opened the box like all right here we go someone's an advertiser on the show i'll give it a try now like they're almost all gone and my wife's been eating them too like we just really enjoy the monk pack keto nut and seed bars i'm obsessed with these bars and probably eat more than i should at this point so i probably need to scale that back because they are a bit too good right now but i highly suggest you go try it for yourself and you'll see and we have a special de- deal for all of our listeners get 20 percent off your first purchase of any monk pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code mayo that's m-a-y-o for those of you who can't spell or read at checkout and Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to MonkPack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product on the site. Then enter code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, at checkout to save yourself 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack. Delicious nutritious food you can count on and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast the denver broncos are up next and then once again jeff will have more chargers on his chargers only show going forward we're trying to do that to make sure that the pick show doesn't last four and a half hours every single week by the way pick show on wednesdays in season two eight and a half wins for the teddy bridgewater led at least to start the season denver broncos plus 115 to make the playoffs six to one to win the division 22 to one to win the conference 45 to one to win the Super Bowl. I think this team is super interesting. I don't know if it's the Raiders or the Broncos. I want to go in on this season to be better than they're supposed to be. But I think that adding Teddy Bridgewater makes them a better team rather than starting drew Locke. And all of it is really how much better is their defense going to be with Von Miller back, pair him up with Chubb for a complete full season at this time. Uh, can they just disrupt everything that's going on uh, for the other team's passer? And then with Bridgewater, just have someone that can manage the game for you. They have great receivers. I know Fant is a little bit banged up with a mysterious leg injury, but he's still the third best option. Like Sutton looks fine. That was he did in the final week and that was the of the preseason. That was the biggest thing coming into the year. Like Judy, can he you know, become more efficient when Drew Locke is not his quarterback? probably have to expect that. Is Cortland Sutton going to be healthy? Yeah. Is Noah Fank going to be healthy? Probably. And he's an impact player on this offense, too, at least in terms of the receiving game. Can they run? They should be able to do that. They should just be a very solid team. So if they finish a game over 500, I don't think that's crazy. If they got some better breaks this season where their quarterback didn't throw them out of games, and that's probably not going to be the case with Teddy B, I could see them being 9-8. and eight. 10 and seven playing the schedule that they're playing and, you know, just playing a lot of almost like Pittsburgh, just a lot of muck up games where you don't need to get into shootouts with teams. Uh, Cause I don't know if they have the firepower for that, but I think that they shouldn't make a ton of mistakes. And if it's a team that doesn't make a ton of mistakes in the AFC, someone needs to be that eighth team, maybe that seventh team in the AFC. And I think it's going to be the Broncos. So I'm going to go over eight and a half for Denver this year.
1: I agree. Um, I like Denver to go over. I would probably pick them having to exact guess the record. My guess would be a nine win season for the Broncos. If they can take care of their home field advantage, which always gives them an edge. Uh, I do like their roster. I think it is very interesting and has some ceiling elements on both sides of the ball for people to be excited about minus the rotational running back. Uh, That being said, as a fan, if I was a Bronco fan, I'm all about like Super Bowl or bust. Now the Broncos have won Super Bowls, their fans have gotten to enjoy a few so they could see things differently than I. But I would have kept Drew Locke just to be hundred percent certain, and I'd rather win four games than nine and go get another great quarterback. But I totally understand Fangio will win with defense, Teddy'll do what he needs to do and will be a competitive team. and I the Ross the Broncos with Teddy will be competitive week in, week out. They'll no pushover there. And I'll think they'll finish on the right side of 500 in, 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 in that. Um, That being said, there are some alarming things because you win now with offense, not defense. It is rare. It happens. There are Sundays and yes, the super bowl in some regards you can point to, but to have long-term season success, you got to be able to put up the points and for all the, the, the metrics that point to Teddy being really good, The one that scares me the most and I'm picking the over still is there's like so few historical games or at least in his last two years with more than two touchdowns or even two touchdowns. So I don't know where they're going to win, like even though I'm picking them to go over. I guess that just must be the belief I have in how you know clean they'll be able to play. If they don't turn the ball over, I think they'll be. Really good, to be honest. Yeah, they're just going to be... I, good, I, I feel but.
2: like they're going to be like a, a tough week-to-week matchup. If they can win some of these close games, win a turnover battle, get some lucky breaks in, in turnover differential, then I think they're going to be advantage of
1: home field. Yeah,
2: like their front seven's really good. Their secondary's really good. Just don't turn the... Like, Drew Locke was god-awful. And I think with what we've seen this offseason, I think it points to one thing pretty clearly, is that they're going to spend money on defense to build up this defense, nurture this receiving core. Hopefully they found something with Javante Williams and maybe they can go out and pull a Chiefs from next year and really beef up that offensive line because you pass on fields in the draft, you sit Drew Locke to get Teddy Bridgewater to help make some of these other offensive players grow in their talent like is there any doubt that aaron Rodgers is a quarterback next year
1: well so that's my worst nightmare but it's very possible
2: like everything that they've done the passes that they've made the moves they've made kind of it feels like a wink wink deal with Rodgers. way like, hey we couldn't get you this year we'll get you next year
1: yeah i guess that's very real there's a track i mean he checks i'm c- whether it's Denver or Oakland, it feels like those are the two front runners for Rodgers.
2: And then it's much easier for Rodgers to go. I mean, the Green Bay, if they do actually have this deal where, regardless of what happens this year, Rodgers wants out, he goes somewhere else. Maybe they're piling up draft capital to make sure that they can give something in exchange for Aaron Rodgers. But then Rodgers isn't going to some shit team. He's going to a team that's like, oh, I can go much like tom brady did with Tampa. it's like oh i can go to that team they're already like a nine and eight team a ten and seven team a seven and ten team with me they could be really good and that's what this broncos team and this is all just looking at what's laid out in front of me but that's what i see and i think that they can go above 500 this year they go above above 500 they hit their over on the win total so i'm going with that tim you've been on the broncos i think every year for the past five years and it has not worked out well are you finally off yeah
0: that I'm officially washing my hands of the Denver Broncos. Great news. I'm tired of of being disappointed. I don't think Fangio has proven himself to be a very good coach. I think, I mean, listen, Miller is coming off of injury year, and he's getting older and has definitely lost a step. Bradley Chubb has not been the player I thought he was going to be uh, as an edge rusher. Receiving core is very good, but also oft injured. Bridgewater, I think, is a very lovely player, and I've always been a fan of Teddy B, but he's just in a super tough division It's another year with another team It's what three teams in three years, four teams in four years for Bridgewater. That's just, that's just really tough. And so, no, I look at this Denver team and someone who's been picking Denver over and over and over and over again. And I'm just done picking them. I'm done being with them. I, 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 somebody has to, you know, bottom out in the division and maybe two teams have to bottom out in the division, but that's, that's where I'm going on this.
2: All right. So under for you, i got to see what the coin has to say on this one. Under for the coin too. you and the coin are lining up a lot this year on what your, well, maybe are. the
0: queen wants to get in my good graces knowing that I'll see the coin in person, perhaps, uh, you know, he doesn't want me to, to spend them. Fair enough.
2: All right. So, the Las Vegas Raiders, which still everyone calls Oakland at this point, the win total is seven. They'll have fans in their new stadium this year, plus 350 to make the playoffs, 22 to one to win the division, 40 to one to win the conference, and 100 to one to win the Super Bowl. I don't know what to make of the Raiders, Tim. Like, it just seems like they're the same team every
0: single year. And they're like, every year. Like, they're not horrible, but they're also not good. Like, they're just Yeah, yeah. like they. They get out to early leads in the season and we think, oh, they're four and two, they're five and two, they're four and three. This is a team that can make the playoffs. And then they go through a stretch of losing seven games in eight. It's a team where sometime midway through the season, they're playing at Pittsburgh or at Baltimore. And we think, oh, maybe this is the game they could win to sort of get over that hump or at New England. And they lose by 25 points. Like it just seems like they can never win that big game on the road. And have they gotten any better from last season when they were a seven and nine team. Like, what have they done to bolster this roster in any way that makes you think that juggernauts such as Kansas City or the Chargers should, in any way, be concerned about the Raiders? I, I don't see it. I, I think they are exactly who they were last season. And so, seven and 10 is a good number. I will play the under on seven and 10, just because I expect the Chiefs and the Chargers to both be playoff teams and rack up a, a bunch of wins. And so, yeah, I'm going to play under that. I think this is a 6-11, and 5-12 team. I have zero faith in them.
1: This would probably be my favorite bet in the division. If I actually had to – well, I laid the money on the Chargers. That's just – I'm invested every which way possible. Let's not worry about that. Uh, Raiders, under seven. This defense, pathetic. Didn't get better. The offense was pretty decent. It, it kept the team afloat for a while and was the reason they were as competitive as they were they made some really weird offensive line changes i don't think the offense is better defense still atrocious i think this team sucks
2: so you're not sweating the raiders did the so did the raiders i'm just-
1: sweating the broncos like i agree the chargers can get nipped there's optimism about them watch them not even finish second in the division that will be denver it will not be Oakland. That being said, the only thing I'm intrigued about is what sort of home field um, with the fans. Uh, th- that'll be into play there. That's an exciting element for them. It's the reason I believe they got the Sunday night or week one. Um, so we'll see it right away. And I can't wait to get to a game down there. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's great for the league. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know whether it be, I don't know what the home field will be for the Raiders, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like everything is right over there. The Gruden, McCoy, Al Davis, like five people quit their jobs and like in the high-end uh corporate front office in the lot, la- and and I think in the football ops, even in the last like month and a half. It's a weird thing there. Raiders, of the under. That might be a real money bet by the time I actually make some some futures, which you think I should have.
2: Yeah, it's just strange. Like, they're one big thing. Like, they were really good on the offensive line, and they're not (coughs) anymore unless they replaced, like, the guys they got rid of with equivalent talent, which it doesn't seem like they did. Like, how how many times are we going to run back Derek Carr in this spot? The defense is horrible, like you said. I don't know if Gruden's up to it, but there is that factor about playing in Las Vegas, and I know they did last year, but being able, like, I don't think that there's going to be as, like, a lockdown policy for the teams, like, when you travel around that maybe... um. There's places in the Las Vegas nightlife that guys get into. We saw this in hockey and it was a real thing that when teams traveled to Vegas, that it just could turn into a disaster for them the very next day. And they would just get smoked off the ice. We saw it in Toronto for years, the amount of strip clubs downtown in Toronto, that one o'clock PM Eastern Sunday game for the Raptors was about as free money as it could be for like four years. Could that be a thing yeah, with we're, the Raiders this year?
1: Okay, that's fair. And maybe like when the Bills are coming to town and, you know, like Marshawn Lynch says, they got a Dave and Buster's uh, like, I don't think that could affect the Chargers because their guys could go out in Los Angeles every night. Granted, there's different trouble in L.A., but yeah, I I guess Vegas, it's hard to fall asleep in Vegas, even if you're probably 15 minutes from the strip, like your body is calling you. So you're probably right, Pat.
2: I I feel like they'll sneak in a few wins that they shouldn't win, but I just don't know that they're good enough to get eight wins this season. Like say if it was six and a half, I'd be real concerned about the over because seven wins does seem possible. Maybe we're just dead wrong on all of this too, but it it feels like they're going to be one of the worst teams, but they're the team that beats all the other bad teams.
1: And their win total for a team that I think is going to be really bad is high. Like to get to eight, which I guess is the old mindset of 500. I I still think that's high, and I mean, I come into it with obviously like a hard bias towards the Chargers, an obvious recognition of the Chiefs dominating, and like you, I really like Denver. So there's no room for this. There's no room. There's no room.
2: Let's pick division winners. I'm picking KC. Jeff, are you picking KC?
1: I'll pick KC. i will happy to get wrong when we recap the results, if I am.
0: Tim? Bolt up. I'm taking the Chargers. I hate you. There we go.
1: It's a bit. It's a bit. Not a bit. A bit.
0: I think they're, the agreement is going to win the division. Like, if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't say it. But I owe the fans my unvarnished opinion.
1: You owe the fans my soul on a platter?
0: Should I not express my true feelings? And should I lie and say, I think Kansas City's going to win the division when deep down I believe it's going to be the Chargers? Is that what you want? Or do you want to hear the truth as I see it?
1: Chargers are going to win the comment poll night, like 90% and 10% will make up a consortium of other teams.
0: So be it. The Thanks, AFC Tim. the
2: AFC East is next. The second part of the main event. Cause we all four of these are just going to be a lot of fun. This is probably the least fun one. The Buffalo Bills, 11 wins, won the division last year. They return Josh Allen's one of the front runners for MVP, -350 to make the playoffs, -160 to win the division, 5 to 1 to win the conference, the Buffalo Bills, 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I worry, Jeff, for Bills fans out there. Like like poor Paul behind the mic right now and switching the camera for us and all my internet friends, a part of the bills mafia who are power bombing themselves through tables and riding high. That doesn't, it just seem like Buffalo can't have nice things and something is going to go horribly wrong for them. Now that everyone is on them.
1: Now that everyone is on them. And now that the people that love them more than anybody can actually watch them, they're going to break their hearts. That's what you're suggesting.
2: That would be my, uh, my take on the bills here. I feel really bad about it, too. But I actually like what they did with Trubisky, bringing him in. Like, he can be 50% Josh Allen if Josh Allen goes down. Like At least they have a similar skill set that not everything changes. But Josh Allen played out of his mind last year. So everything I said about Herbert, like, what are the chances that Josh Allen is as good or better than he was last season? I would have to say they're pretty low because he was like a top three quarterback in the league. So he goes from third to eighth. That is a drop-off at quarterback for him. That's not to say he's going to be bad. He'd still be a top 10 quarterback in the league, but he was so good last year. And like, how many times can he take these hits on these runs and not get hurt? Like, it just feels like there's a dark cloud coming for this team because everything is positive. Everything you look at, it's really hard to pick them apart. And I don't know. It's like with the Chargers all those years, Jeff, where it would just be lining up for them. It's like, oh man, they're going to be great. And then they're just not great. I can see that. And they're just
0: not. Last year was that year where everything lined up for the Bills, and they got as far they got to the AFC title game. They took a nine point lead in the AFC title game, and they lost. Like they had their window. Uh, Somebody sent me a few months ago a statistic that I thought was very interesting about Josh Allen. He had twenty one dropped interceptions last year. Twenty one. Jameis Winston in twenty nineteen was the only other quarterback that have that many dropped interceptions in the last two years. And Jared Goff and Carson Wentz are also near the top with 20 interceptions. That was that information was sent to me by Jeff Feinberg a few months ago, just so that I would be aware of that. And it's true. Josh,
1: and I love Josh Allen. See, but Josh that doesn't, Allen doesn't mean I hate Josh Allen. Allen. I just love giving you talking points.
0: Well, they're not talking points. They're facts. He got extraordinarily lucky, is what those stats
1: You thought he was... Jake Fromm was their QB1. Oh, yeah. Listen, he's obviously much
0: better than I initially thought, but he's not nearly as good as he played last year. His uh, completion percentage took an astronomical, almost unbelievable rise. It's highly unlikely that happens again. Not impossible, but highly unlikely. The Bills avoided a lot of tragic and tough injuries last year. Is that going to happen again? I doubt it. Uh, they had a really super soft schedule last year. Now they play a number one schedule as the AFC East champions. Their young quarterback got to avoid all the fans and pressure at Orchard Park last year with an empty building. Will that happen again? Now that there's a bunch of people in Buffalo cheering for the team who have super high expectations. And if they stumble a little bit, we'll get on them right away. I don't know. I don't know what the medal of this team is yet. And I also put out, as I do every New Year's Day, a list of the markers I lay down. And one of them was that the Bills would not win the AFC East. So I am obliged to ride with that. uh, How are are you doing uh, with those markers, by the way? I have a Blutarski right now. Uh, 0.0 is where I'm at right now. And I am going to... uh, hope that that is not the case with the bills. I still have two things live. I have the Padres to win the World Series that is becoming Uh-oh. dire and dire and dire as the season goes on and I have <sighs> the Bills not to win the World uh, not to uh, win the AFC East. Okay. But I, I feel really good about that one and I'm going to take uh, the under on Buffalo.
2: So I have hold, hold, on, hold on Jeff. The one thing that I'll throw on that is I I feel like the the Bills were great last year, but they got a pretty easy ride through the AFCs because everyone else was kind of terrible. Like Miami was the next best team and they, they didn't make the playoffs. They weren't that great. And the bills were significantly better. It does feel at least in my mind, like the Patriots in Miami should be a bit stiffer competition
0: this time around.
1: Yeah. And even the jets, I mean, come on, they'll come, come with come a game man. with a coach. Exactly. Um,
0: exactly. And the preseason. Well,
1: there there are a few things as it pertains um to Buffalo. And there's definitely reason to, to, to be concerned. And even when we're having the Allen uh, Lamar debates in, in the playoff shows last year, um I acknowledge like Tim is right, like the Allen jump in, in accuracy from a guy that is historically not accurate, maybe like I that would be my one worry. Like I fingers crossed everything, the day bowl plan, it all keeps working, even to drop a point or two. Um, you know, be perfectly fine, be perfectly fine. Uh, but that will be something that I, as a football fan and a Josh Allen fan, and, a, and a, like you, Pat, a guy that supports all things Buffalo, despite them not being my team, you know, sort of close to it. Um, that's something I'll be interested in. The contract, I found interesting. I didn't think they needed to give that contract yet. I thought they needed to wait for, for a lot of the reasons that Tim stated. If they did win the Super Bowl or got to the Super Bowl and reach those ceilings, you're more than happy to have to pay a sprinkle more because how much more could it have possibly been? So I love Josh Allen, but I didn't think the Bills had to make that move yet. Now, I agree. I would be much more ready to hand him the bank than say Baker Mayfield, but the contract is already so high that, okay, if we win the Super Bowl, it gets higher. If you prove to be a perennial MVP candidate, I'll take that deal. Obviously, the Bills have their belief that they've got their guy. That is what it is. I I would have um, waited. At defenses they re- they barnstorm the league last year, so we'll see how defenses react. Um, maybe they'll sit back and like just wait for Allen to make mistake. Like try to like just force them down the field because they haven't been able to run the ball, and that's a big question. They're well, have to well, yes
2: and no. Their their the running backs haven't been able to run the ball, but Allen is great at running the ball.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. Sorry, that was a bad way of putting it. They've got to be able to find running backs who can contribute, who can help keep them off balance, who can even keep a six-yard tackle, contact tackle off of Josh Allen's body because he'll take enough of them. Him and his truculence, uh, I I adore. In closing, I've got them to win the division. And uh, for all the future numbers you represented there, Pat, for them, as I've spoken about a few times, I have a pretty sizable bet on Sean McDermott to win coach of the year at 18 to one. He
2: hasn't won. I it mean, yet. That's, he hasn't won it yet. Has he?
1: No, he hasn't won it. He lost in a nose hair tie essentially with Stefanski last year. You want to give Stefanski that credit for fixing the Browns. If there is no obvious choice, like if, if, if Frank Wright doesn't totally fix Wentz, if Flores doesn't make the dolphins, listen, if, if, if Flores makes the Dolphins a division winner, I'm already not winning the bet. Um, but, you know, there are guys, I not know, God willing, Staley does whatever people think he's going to do in terms of that betting line. But, but I think the, like McDermott wins any tie and it's almost like, look what you have did in Buffalo. You've brought so much stability here. Like this is almost like a lifetime achievement, coaching achievement coach of the year award. Could he be co- award? Could he be gotten? Yeah, but I think he's going to be there because I think the Bills do what they do again, and I love that. Look, comparing it to the Allen MVP, the Bills to win the Super Bowl, it is the best Bills future to make, in my opinion.
2: I'm on the over with you. I'm going over 11 wins for the Bills. And I think that the main factor for me was, I need this front seven to be better. I need the offensive line not to be horrible. I don't care about their running backs because they are coached so well, they know to throw over expectation because that wins games. Put the ball in the hands of your best player, not your two scrub running backs, and you're going to be good. And Brian Dable sticking on with this team and not becoming a head coach anywhere is huge for the bills i do worry about this offense once he leaves because it's not like sean mcdermott some offensive minded guru he's not he's a good team builder he's pretty solid with defense and he's a good leader but day ball is the one running this offense and propping up not propping up but coaching up josh allen to make him good and if he leaves i do have some concerns but he didn't leave so i'll take the over i too have them to win the division so
0: tim are you over or under i am under as I said earlier, I just think Josh Allen has some regression and some of the constantly dropped interceptions comes back to life. I am not as enamored with McDermott as you guys are. I'm not as enamored with this roster as you guys are. I think there's a clear choice to win this division, and it sure isn't Buffalo.
2: Okay, so it's probably the next team that I'm guessing. The Miami Dolphins, nine and a half wins The under is juiced to minus 130 to make the playoffs, plus 110, to win the division, plus 350, to win the conference, 18 to 1, to win the Super Bowl, 35 to 1. Tua's
0: Dolphins, Tim, the floor is yours. What do you want want me to say? Like, this team is well coached. It has some good talent on the offensive and defensive side, but the quarterback's no good. And I saw nothing in preseason to change my mind because I saw him in regular season play badly. If he plays great in the regular season, then I will have to change my tune. He plays in Foxborough week one against Belichick, who I suspect will absolutely have them drummed. Talk about 22 to I'd be surprised if Miami scores a point week one. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, th- th- this team has good receivers, but like Waddle, I don't believe in Waddle that much. I mean, he played a couple of games last year, and then the draft, Dolphins drafts him. Who's going to get him the ball? Like, if they start Jacoby Percet, they have a chance, I guess, in games, because I always liked Jacoby Percet. The Patriots gave him away for nothing. He's a good backup for the Dolphins to have somebody you can actually play. I don't know. I just, I mean, Xavier Howard caused a bunch of problems to get more money. Then he got paid, and like I still think Xavier Howard is a kind of overrated as a defensive player. I don't think he's the greatest cornerback in football. I think he can be got, and I think that certain teams. Need, I mean, I expect when he goes up against Diggs, Diggs should win those battles, and when he goes up against uh, anyone New England throws at him, New England should mostly win those battles. And so I, I just look at. I mean, certainly Corey Davis wins those battles. When I, when I look at what I see at the Dolphins, I see much like the Browns, but like a worse degree. Like I see a roster that's pretty competent, but with a quarterback that is a profound limiting factor. And so the Dolphins overachieved last year. They went, it's funny, they went from two years ago where Jeff was openly saying they were throwing games in the 2019 <laughs> season to now being like a, a beloved franchise who a lot of people who think, oh, well, they won 10 games last year. They're obviously, you know, on the cusp of being a playoff team and a wild card team or a division team and keep passing on good quarterbacks to let Tua, who didn't show us anything last year, have to lead this team. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Prove me wrong, if Tua plays great, if he throws that over 4,000-yard total, if he throws 30 touchdowns and only has seven or eight picks and, and, and runs a bunch, well, that'll that'll make me quiet. I won't be able to say anything. Oh, I mean, oh really? People- that, that won't? Well, no, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I'm wrong all the time. I'm prepared to be wrong, but I don't think that I am. I think when you, you – the Dolphins stand at the precipice with by far the worst quarterback in the division, and I think that is a problem.
2: Well, Baker threw for twenty-six touchdowns last year, and eight picks won a playoff game. And you're, he's no
0: good. I didn't say he's no good. I said he had Alex Smith upside, which is perfectly serviceable. I don't think Tua has that upside.
2: Okay, so bet on Dolphins Week One is what I'm hearing, and the public is not pro Dolphins, Tim. They are the, well, the, I mean, the heavily. They are the They are the heavily most juiced under in the AFC. Well, I go on. Dolphins Reddit
0: and on Dolphins. Shocking.
2: I, uh, dolphins Reddit,
0: I, they're not real down on the Dolphins? No, they're not. And on Twitter, I see all kinds of crazy stuff. People hyping up the Dolphins and all the group chats I'm in, people are hyping up. The, oh, the Dolphins God. are actually the most talked about team in the NFL this season. No. Because I was wrong last year about the Jets being the most talked about team. I, I, I appreciate I was wrong about that. The Dolphins are the most hyped team in the social media atmosphere that I can see. And I just can't have them being good i can't listen to the cheers and the smiles and the high fives and the mean tweets and texts when the, if the dolphins are good i, I can't do that they are they're way overblown they're like people the way two years ago people everyone talked about how cleveland was going to be so great and cleveland fell apart that's who the dolphins are they're the team everybody's on that's gonna have a bad year and i for one can't wait i am again <laughs>
1: I wish I didn't like the Chargers because I think everything he's saying, the Dolphins are the Chargers are more that team from the public and your internet, your internet, your feet, Tim, you've just been algorithmed, buddy. No, 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 hold on. This goes back to what I was saying earlier. The group text,
2: people tweeting at him. It's just to solely trigger Tim. And then he's spending time on Dolphins Reddit. Are you kidding me? We should have a category at the next Custies that is most living your own truth moment from Cust of the Year. The Dolphins being the most talked about team in the NFL is the current front runner.
0: They're definitely the most talked about. I would on.
1: say it's... And trying to think is I take a lot of content like Patrick Eisen, all those sorts of uh I think it's San Francisco. Yeah, like every day I've got to take in a segment if I wanna take it. Every day there's a San Francisco segment, whether I choose to listen to it or not. That would be my guess. The the, the team that's being talked about the most. I, don't
0: I w- know. Well, I would agree. You're- but my experience of it is definitely the dolphins and it's exhausting and they're not that good. And they have a quarterback who doesn't throw the ball down the field very much. And so that better change for them. He better either get really good or they better be prepared to go with somebody else because this is a roster. Otherwise that does have some pretty good players, I guess, but they're not taking advantage of that talent and Flores, who is a good coach. I hope is able to whip this team into shape for their sake? But I don't like where the Dolphins are at. I think this team, this team is going under. I mean, I, I, I there's a chance this team could be fourth in the division. That's how bad this year could go for them. I don't right. know if it'll happen, but it could go that way. I like, the, I, I, I like the over, Jeff. I think that two is going to be
2: Same. pretty good this year. I, I think that he was hurt last year. They threw him in. They got rid of an offensive coordinator who tailored an offense around the other guy and not him and his skill set. They put him in position to succeed. If it doesn't happen for him this year, he's probably not playing in the – he's not starting in the NFL next, next year if things don't go well this year.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm on the over. Um, now, I'm kind of bullish on every team in this division. I love – I love this league. I love this conference. This division is so exciting for me. Just like all the quarterbacks now with, uh, you know, the Jets and Patriots, this essential, you know, obviously Allen getting MVP cred, but the other three are pretty much from back-to-back classes. I believe in Flores. I believe in the roster construction. I was hard on Tua last year. It, It in some ways got a little too personal for me in this rookie thing. I don't think you're going to see that from me so much going forward. And you're really going to see, this was like a long race. And I came out, I ran those first 200 meters, Pat, like lightning, but, but I'm being lapped. Like Tim is already about to full lap me, full lap me. Cause I can acknowledge when things look better, but I also was hard. That Raider game last year, like was as nut low as I've seen from any quarterback who's supposed to have talent. Like to not be able to make a downfield play against the Raiders, that's when I probably got my meanest. That um, was the six picks that he threw, or the seven picks that he threw against the Bills with the yeah, you're right, long that long. was bad. But I wasn't expect. I don't know. The Bills defense it was a cold day. I thought that it day was would go bad.
0: Play for and Tua threw them out of the game. So, and Patrick wasn't there to come in as a backup. But, you no, know, but, hold on.
1: A lot to talk so I, I
0: no can talk about how great the Dolphins are going to be and how hyped they're going to be. Who is ta- who, who has said that the Dolphins are going to be great? Oh, well, you go on Dolphins Reddit and all you'll <laughs> is talking about the Dolphins left, right, and center. And you know yeah. what? I'm tired of it. They're not that good.
1: You does not listen when you speak.
0: God forbid they finish any better than third in the division because it will just it will just tear me apart.
1: Okay. I think they're in... Amazing shape organizationally, there are few teams in the National Football League in better shape. If the quarterback sucks, he's gone. And Watson or Rogers are probably in there. You know, as one of the caveats that came out with the Rogers thing, he acknowledged it doesn't have to be West. Like they could probably, if it has to happen, you know, it did seem like there's going to be like a work together there. Um, so yeah, if if Tua sucks. It's gone. It's gone. And they got great players there, and they'll move on. Bringing in Fuller, bringing in Waddle, can Tua have the greatest downfield strike? No. But this offense, as Pat mentioned, will be catered to him. Those are two amazing guys at getting open quickly. So Tua, like, read the defense, get the ball into those guys' hands, let them make the play. I want to own Mike Gusecki for the only reason. It seems like Tua is like, uh, amazing. But Tua is obsessed with him, and I don't pay when Tua throws an interception trying to get the ball to Gasecki. I've watched the preseason. He's looked more mobile. He's looked more confident. Has he made mistakes? Sure. Whatever. Um, I don't know. It's so rare to think maybe we can just, like, I don't want to give last year a whole mulligan, but I'm giving, like, way more of a mulligan than I ever thought. As it kind of you, you decompress last year, a lot was put on him. It, like Herbert being amazing, just changed the vibe. Like, why aren't you performing? Herbert's going through the same learning on the fly as you are. Um, guys develop at different paces. Like I'm obsessed with golf. Morikawa's in speeds, they'll win out of the gate, but then there'll be other amazing players that we celebrate that'll have their moment at 31. That's I, I'm just saying in context. Um, so yeah, I, would. I like, like, I don't love the dolphins either, but I acknowledge there's something amazing happening there. And I think the Howard thing was handled amazing by the dolphins. Um, I, I think that's rare for them to be so receptive in that situation. He is that valuable and they acknowledge the situation. So I think that was well done in my opinion, um, by the dolphins over.
2: Over for me. And if they're under this year, Deshaun Watson's probably their quarterback next year.
1: Yeah. So that's all. Uh, Dolphin, Dolphin fans have nothing to worry about. If he sucks, they have Watson. Like, that's amazing.
0: If yeah, he's good, great. then they
1: have a really good young quarterback on a rookie contract.
0: They've won like, so many playoff games since Dan Marino left. They got nothing to worry about. Things are so great for the Dolphins. The future is so bright. That's team
1: winning has- a Super Bowl is hard. Years. I'm not years. saying they're going to win a Super Bowl, but as an organizational layout uh-huh. between the roster and the draft capital and this brewing situation of Watson sitting there and all the dots of bringing him to Miami. I don't know, man. It's a really like they've created some offensive line depth great coach. Oh, well, let's just give them everything
0: then. I mean, they're, they're no just, one
1: I'm just, giving yeah. them over nine and a half wins. That's the extent of what I'm giving them.
0: Yeah. Well, that seems ludicrous. Uh, I did. I,
2: after hearing Tim's comments, I mentioned this before I have bet Tua MVP at a hundred to one. So I'm very excited for that to come through. Maybe most improved player, whatever those odds end up coming out at it, DraftKings Sportsbook, book. We have to bet Tua on that one too. I think he's just going like, to, I don't even know how good this team is going to be, but I feel like Tua is just going to ride the wave of being reverse cursed. And we know how powerful that can be patriots up next tim's before there was the dolphins there was the patriots tim who you picked to go under every single year to not win the division they won like 14 in a row or something like that nine and a half is their over under the under is juiced to minus 125 plus 110 to make the playoffs plus 350 to win the division 18 to 1 to win the conference 35 to 1 to win the super bowl actually jeff i'll go to you on this one how are you feeling about the patriots and who do you think we see more of here because if we see a ton of cam as as of this recording we don't know who's starting at quarterback for the patriots we probably won't know i mean if it's belichick till like saturday before week one but if cam is the starter for the season and we get 17 games from cam the patriots probably win the division uh, the quicker we see mac jones probably the worse those first few weeks have went
1: I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, I think Mac Jones could do some things that Cam can't do. Obviously, there are things on the other side of that. Uh,
2: yeah, but do you? But, gonna, but do you think if Cam is the Week One starter and the Patriots are five and 0 oh, they're turning to Mac Jones?
1: Oh no, 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 not at all. So I get, I see what you're saying. They start hot, they probably go in that direction. Um, I got a weird strategy in this division, and I'm picking the over here again, Pat. Oh wow. Um. And I wouldn't make any guesses as to what that means I'm even going to do with the fourth team, but they won seven games last year. People talked about them like they won three. Like that was really the vibe that they are that bad. They won seven games. Uh, I always just want to trust that Bilicek knows what he's doing. I am one of the rare people that from a team offensive building standpoint, Love what he did is doing at the tight end position. Now you might disagree with the tight ends that he chose and he's tried to draft them. He's tried to replenish it and it didn't work. And he was just so desperate for those tight ends. But I believe in, 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 in having and having multiples. And that's what kind of hurts me about like, I don't know. I don't even want to it bothers me about the chargers roster. Cause I'm a tight end guy. Nonetheless, Uh, I see that as a really exciting and positive thing, and that's where he's had his most success. And I think people underrate, whether going back to, like, Ben Watson, like how much draft capital this guy has put in his tight ends. Uh, I think they'll be just fine. The defense getting some pieces back and bringing from COVID or didn't Van Noy go back there? I think they'll be fine. Ultra competitive team. Seven wins last year with all that garbage and noise, 10. 10. Marcus Cannon,
2: Deontay Hightower, well-hung Patrick Chung are all guys that opted out last year that should be back. This defense should be a lot better than it was a year ago because that's really where they took a hit at the high end was on the defensive side of the ball. And look, as long as these guys stayed conditioned for the last year, I mean, it's... a it's a year down on like the wear and tear on their body a Year, I couldn't imagine what that would be like for an NFL player. I don't know if it'd be a huge advantage or a huge disadvantage at that point Probably. to be in the midst of your career, even being somewhat of a veteran to have a year off to let your body rest and then come back. I would think that there's the possibility that you could just be really refreshed and be better that far into your career.
0: I don't know though. It's impossible to know. We've never been in that situation before in our lifetime. So we just don't know.
2: So I like the over on the Patriots, too, of nine and a half. I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, So the
0: first thing I need to say is that Jeff's grand theory about me and the Chargers and the Dolphins, the one great flaw is that as much as I despise Miami, I hate the Patriots more than any other team. No,
1: not anymore. Uh, I think it it, it, it took the Patriots winning championships. It literally took a decade and a half of, of sheer dominance for you to hate the Patriots. If if the Patriots were never good and Miami was never good, your your dolphin hatred is so much more true. The Patriot hatred is because of the success level that they've had. Well, that's my take.
0: And we all I also live in a place in an area where there are a ton of Patriots fans. And I know lots of Patriots fans and deal with that nonsense as well. But your point is well taken. I think if both teams have been terrible forever, I would hate the Dolphins more than the Patriots, but look, if my aunt had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. Like the Patriots have been really good and they have won a ton of championships and I do, and they have been caught for cheating on multiple occasions. And so I don't like that. I hate the Patriots with a passion, but that doesn't blind me to the realities that I see, which is first I was kind of wrong about Mac Jones. He looks a lot better than I thought he was going to look. He played really well in the preseason. He's going to start week one against Miami. That is my fervent belief now. I did not think that. I thought this was Cam Newton's team for sure. I no longer believe that. I like the additions for the most part that they made to the offense in uh, in in pre-season, in uh, in the offseason. Getting some of these players back on defense are like getting free agents to the team. Belichick's team did not play very well last year and went seven and nine. He did a marvelous coaching job. He's my pick for coach of the year, Bill Belichick. I think that he is – he did a great job with that team last year to get to seven losses – there's seven wins. They were on a coffee break. They're going to come back this year restocked with the fans in the stands. Mac Jones playing pretty good football, a better offense than they had in 2019 when they won the division with Brady. The Bills and the Dolphins are all very overhyped. The Patriots seem to be – somehow – despite having won this division 14 of the last 15 years or 15 of the last 16, whatever it is seem to be overshadowed and forgotten. And people aren't talking about them, but the Patriots are going to win the division. I look at their schedule, which looks pretty cream puff, which of course it almost always is with the league and the Patriots. And I don't see more than five losses on that schedule. I think 12 and five is where this team is going. I really like the Patriots over. I think the Patriots are going to win the division and, uh, If that's a hot take because it's three wins over their win total, so be it. But I think this New England team is very skilled. I think they're marvelously coached. I think the mistakes they had last year were a factor of being in that weird circumstance of COVID with a bunch of defensive players opting out. Cam Newton getting sick early in the year and then having to sort of figure out the offense again with that factor. It's just everything conspired against the Patriots last year. They're in a fantastic spot. No one's talking about them. And they're about to leapfrog the Bills, who had a good year last year, but kind of a lucky year, and the Dolphins that are that are flawed. Now you realize you called Mac Jones the worst of the quarterbacks
2: in this draft class until now. Trevor Lawrence is apparently the worst of the quarterbacks. So
0: you don't like you don't think Mac Jones is any good. I didn't think Mac Jones was any good because I watched him in Alabama. I thought it's very overrated. I fact that that I thought the fact that his wide receiver won the Heisman and not him was indicative of a quarterback. Who didn't play very well but look he has played marvelously in the preseason I'm not going to pretend as if that isn't true and I think he's got the job now and I think perhaps I was too harsh on him and that Mac Jones is actually quite good and or at least has the potential to be good maybe he better than I thought he was and so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll what the Patriots have going here I shouldn't doubt what what Belichick has in mind here and I, I'm, I'm picking them and I, I feel annoyed that i have to pick them because i would prefer the patriots lose every game basically but i don't think that's going to happen okay so over for all of us coin included
2: that is the first one of the afc all overs on the new england patriots it's time jeff your second favorite team is up next the new york jets <laughs> they're over under is six wins on the dot Under slightly juice, but not too much, plus 550 to make the playoffs, 25 to 1 to win the division at DraftKings (coughs) Sportsbook, 75 to 1 to win the conference, 150 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Now, from how I see it and what I've been reading on the internet, Jeff, that everyone is talking about the Jets this offseason. I've been on Jets Reddit, and you'd be shocked at how many people really think that this team is going to be great. Uh, listen to Salah and his posters post preseason game interviews. This is so motivating. Him talking is just motivating me to go work out in the morning. How could you not be excited for this season, Tim? I love the passion so much. You can only imagine what Gase was saying in that locker room about Zach Wilson. There's something about how fast he plays. That makes me always believe it's like, I know it's cliche, but he does look different back there, especially opposed to Darnold. Hmm. Wonder what Reddit has to think about all of these teams. Maybe home team Reddit is kind of in the tank for their own team, Tim.
0: I'm excited about the start of the Wilson era. I'm the first to say, I don't think that they're going to like win a division or playoff games this year. I'm not silly. I know that particularly on the defensive side and the secondary, this team has problems. But what I can be really excited about is that first we have a competent head coach in charge who is in time going to bring in the defensive players he wants to really build a a really good defense. I mean, Carl Lawson is going to be part of that, and we lose him for the season uh, in camp, and and that really hurts. But we brought in other guys who I'm excited about. I like LaMarcus Joyner. I like Sheldon Rankins. uh, And then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, look, Corey Davis is a legit number one receiver in his potential. Whether he will be or not, time will tell. But Corey Davis is a legit potential receiver. He's the fourth pick overall in the draft. We brought in somebody like Keelan Cole, who is, again, a very solid contributing receiver. We drafted Elijah Moore in the second round, and he has been a gift from God. This guy is going to be one of the best slot receivers in football pretty quickly. We grabbed Elijah Veritacker to play offensive line. Him and Becton together are going to be a force for years to come. We have seen uh, – I mean, we'll leave Zach Wilson to the end because he he has just been stupendous beyond beyond all hope. I mean, you look at what we've got in the running back game. We have Ty playing well, and we've also got Michael Carter, who I think is really – I mean, I, I said this on a show a few weeks ago. I think Michael T- Carter could be a very special running back. The numbers he put up at the University of North Carolina were great. Now he's going to play for the Jets. I mean, I, I expect good things. The tight end position is still deeply, deeply problematic. And then it comes to Zach. Zach has won the preseason MVP award. He was the best player in the preseason. That that, that is not a real award, for one thing.
2: Uh, You watched him throw like 10 passes. You've given him a fake award that you made up, and many would contend that he was nowhere near the best quarterback this preseason.
0: He was the best quarterback in this preseason. He was making throws that you can only dream about. The way he would throw receivers open. The way he would roll away from from, uh, contact. Uh, you know, you'll make a mistake here. They're going to use a rookie. I expect rookie mistakes. That's why this year was a learning year. It's about setting the groundwork. But then you start looking at the Jets' schedule. And I know I say this team can only be a five or a four-win team. Didn't you didn't start... say that. We
2: did this show earlier this
0: year, and you picked, a, you picked them to have 11 wins. I look at the schedule, and I see more and more wins all the time. Like, I look at that schedule, week one against the Panthers. I don't think we're going to win that. Uh, the Broncos, the, the Falcons. The Bengals, the Colts, what are the Bills game? What are the Dolphins game? The Texans game, the Saints game. Uh, maybe the Bucks if they have nothing to play for. Maybe the Bills, if they have nothing to play for. Like there's six, seven, eight, nine wins on that schedule, even though I think seven and 10 is my official prediction for the team, which then gets me over the number, because that's what seven and 10 is. But like, People say, oh, well, seven and 10, Zach's not going to win the uh, offensive rookie of the year. Well, that's what the Chargers finished last year, seven and nine, and Herbert won offensive rookie of the year. So that doesn't hamstring him from winning that. Zach has been hands down the best rookie quarterback of the last two years in preseason that I saw. Now, <laughs> has he been as good as Herbert? Probably it wasn't
1: preseason before. games.
0: But in the preseason of last year, or not last year, but in, I guess, like the first two weeks of last year and this year's preseason, I have never been more hyped for a quarterback in the preseason than what I saw. It. He played so good in his first two games. They're like, we're going to protect you and not play you in week three. We're going to treat you like you're Aaron Rodgers. We're going to treat you like you're one of the superstar quarterbacks because you should not get hurt. You shouldn't be taking snaps in the third preseason game. That's how great you are. And that I mean, Salah has an optimistic and positive attitude, all gas, no breaks. This team is building something. This is not the year for the breakthrough. This is a year to set that foundation, to lay that cornerstone in place, and to build the groundwork for the grand edifice, for the colossus that is being built for 2022. When this team is vying for playoffs, divisional championships, Super Bowls, that's what this team's potential can be starting next year. If Zach is as good as he looks, if he is the maestro he appears to be, with his speed and his arm strength and his wits and the coaching that he's getting, from a Shanahan devotee in floor, running an offense that I think is very suited to his skill set. If we can then, next offseason, bring in a couple more offensive pieces to help, help to ensure we we shore up that line a little more, get Lawson back healthy, make a first-round pick in, in the secondary. Man, oh man, the sky is the limit for this team next year. With Zach, there is no ceiling. There is no ceiling. None, 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 none. But this year, they are limited with, the problems on defense in being a rookie in a division where the Patriots are really good. The bills certainly have good players and the dolphins outside of quarterback have good players. So it's going to be tough to make many moves this year, but I tell you as a jets fan, I have not been this hopeful and optimistic for what the future can look like in a few years. And I'm very, very, very excited about where this can be. You got the preseason MVP under center. You've got receivers that make sense. That will complement him well. Running backs who have been impressive, defensive outside of Lawson. We still have some defensive pressure guys. The secondary is troubling. But, hey, it's it's year one. The wins and losses aren't the key thing. It's getting that solid foundation built for the skyscraper that's going to be erected. Uh, and, of course, in Gotham City, what a, what a more accurate place for that. I'm going under,
2: uh, Jeff, as this is going to be one of the worst teams in football. Uh, Tim hasn't been this excited since they drafted a quarterback last time who he called Super Bowl. Sam said he was going to the Hall of Fame and now thinks sucks because he's no longer on the Jets. I
0: didn't say that, and I'm, I'm rooting for Sam. i sure you as I, I, I
2: threw to Jeff. No, I didn't throw to you. Me you me just fell. got you just got your fucking 20 minutes, pal. <laughs> Jeff's turn. Okay, but you
0: mischaracterized No, me. I'm not. Shut up,
1: Jeff. I, if I had to Make an exact guess. I would have given this team six wins. What are you? What are you uh, idiots smoking? This is like an 0 and That would be team. hold on, and that would be a push. And I don't really see seven anywhere, so I'm taking the under. I I will take the under. Um. No, I don't. I don't see anything special, but I, I think this team. You don't see anything special. Are Hold you on, not... let me talk. I sent you all the clips of Zach. How do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I watch what them. I, I, mean, I watch all stuff. the clips of all the rookie QBs, regardless of whether you send them to me or not. I like watching rookie QBs play preseason snaps. I enjoy it, so I I hunt them. Thank you for for sending them to me, though. Um, When I say I don't see anything special about an ability to win lots of games this year, I think the roster is in way better shape than most teams, most new coaches who take over to win teams. Just, you know, I really like how Joe Douglas has attacked drafts that will set them up for the future. Two straight drafts where there's a first line, a first round offensive lineman and, you know, a a second round receiver setting the stage for the quarterback to be protected, setting the stage for the quarterback to have weapons. Um, So I am a fan of Joe Douglas. And outside, I love Salah. I think that was a great hire. Um, What's the saying he likes? All gas, no brakes? Was that it? You said it, Tim? That's
0: sort of like the team slogan this year.
1: Yeah, so you'll be watching Sundays with Tim, and he'll be saying that like 35 times a Sunday. I think that, like, uh, when you see the Jets play, there are flaws and they've got issues, but I think it's on the right track. And if I'm Tim, only two things matter: is this coach going to be my coach long term or just a stopgap? And do I have a quarterback? Do I have, you know, do I see what what Chargers and Bengals fans got to see last year, or do I have to? Again, going to off season questioning and coming on weekly shows with us defending. I'm pro Zach.
2: Of course you are. It's your second favorite team. You were very pro Darnold too.
1: I w- I loved USC. I love USC. My SoCal ties take go to USC, um, and yeah, I thought he was going to be real special. Uh, this is I'm from- actually not as high on Zach as I was on Darnold. I thought Darnold was going to be amazing. I, like you, Pat, have my Darnold MVP bet this year. I'm going with a player's coach, having those receivers. Not being I know that, that's more like show content. I can't wait to bet Darnold most passing yards, most touchdowns week one, though. Uh, that'll be a fun like week one prop. Well,
2: I kind of uh, want to just. W- I just want to bet Jets Week One win, so we get good content for the show in Week Two, just like we got from Darnold when he won his first game, and then it, it was it was over. The Jets were going sixteen and zero. Now they can go seventeen and zero this year. They're so good. We know we know exactly how the script plays out. Uh, this from a media member, I think, and very public person, Jets legend Zach Wilson on Reddit. We drafted the best guard and QB in the draft and wide receiver.
0: Your thoughts, Tim? I think that that's correct on all three scores. We got the best guard, the best receiver, and the best quarterback in the draft. And we did it uh, with having only to make one trade up. Like, everything fell perfectly uh, in, in our laps. Jacksonville helped us by ensuring that we didn't make a mistake with the first pick. And uh, we drafted Elijah Moore, who has been the talk of the fantasy town in terms of a rookie slot receiver. And uh, very – I, the the guard is going to be exceptional. I have no doubt of it. I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited for the building blocks of this skyscraper, which, uh, you know, will be something else. All right. So, Bills, Bills, Patriots to win the
2: division. we got to get a move on here, too. This is why we kept the AFC South for second. We were planning, or for last, sorry, we were planning this out. It's like, oh, let's give ourselves, like, a break in between of, like, charger, Chargers and Jets and what goes on in between there to add, like, a little palette to the show. But now we're running long, and... I don't know how much we want to talk about this stupid division. Anyway, this is going to be such a slog this year. Is it Jeff, is this the worst division in football?
1: Yeah. And it's kind of been that way for a while. Just even in, you know, the Titan, the Titans and Colts are, are just kind of boring teams um, that sort of play a brand of football. We're not really seeing that much anymore. And the Jags looked like they were bringing sizzle with those college football, all-stars, you know, Fournette Bortles the whole gang, Ramsey, and everything, they're kind of blue to shits. So, and yeah, I don't know. Boring, boring as shit. I don't know. Will we even get a wild card from here? We'll see.
2: So, no. we'll, we'll start with the Titans. The Titans are the most juiced team to the over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Minus 165 to bet over nine wins. Minus 150 to make the playoffs. Minus 115 to win the division. 15 to 1 to win the conference. 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We don't know exactly what's going on. With the Colts, as of this recording, the most that we know now is that after coming back and practicing, it looked like he was coming back early, that Carson Wentz was placed on the COVID reserve list all of a sudden. So oh, maybe teams are, like, fudging this to make sure, they're, like, oh, maybe there was some sort of setback. Like, go home and we'll say that this is what the injury is. I don't know. I don't know how you can, like, finagle this stuff. But it, I don't know if he's going to play week one or not or how long he's going to miss. We don't know that information at this time. But as it pertains to the Titans, like – Do we think that the Titans are great? Because the last two years have kind of shown that they're a really good team. I worry about their defense to no end. Their front seven, I don't think it's going to be very good. Their secondary could be even worse. But we know on offense, at least under Arthur Smith, they were highly efficient. But Derrick Henry has all these carries over the past three years. Tannehill has played out of his mind. When you come to efficiency, you replace Corey Davis with Julio Jones. But as Tim said, legit number one, Corey Davis can't miss prospect. Did have an excellent season last year. And was that propped up because of Tannehill? Is that the product of playing opposite A.J. Brown? Can Julio duplicate those numbers or be better? I don't know. I think there's a lot of question marks with this team, but they might not even have to answer them because they can just go 6-0 in this division potentially if Wentz is hurt and Jacksonville and Houston are no good and not really have to
1: get tested all year.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I agree 100% the same.
1: I don't – I kind of like the Titans more than you – but it doesn't take a lot to be leaned in that direction um, because I don't feel very confident about Indianapolis. Granted, they could make it all work there. As it pertains to the Titans, the concern for me, of course, is that defense. It actually makes me, in some ways, reassess my thoughts on Vrabel because they've gotten such efficiency out of the offensive side of the ball. And he's run through some multiple changes there with that defense. And as a defensive guy, by now I'd hope he could have gotten it right. He has not, and they better. That being said, Ryan Tannehill remains underrated. He does. That team last year, Pat, as uh, Warren Sharp pointed out, led the league in points per minute, uh, more so than the Chiefs, an incredibly efficient offensive machine. And obviously, Henry helps that a lot, but I'm not here to project running back injuries, and I'm not here to think Henry's fallen off the cliff yet, so this is this is default easy kind of yeah
0: it's- yeah they're a good, oh, go ahead. yeah go go, no, you're go a, a good team that could have a great record because their division is so poor, who I wouldn't mind playing against in the first round of the playoffs because of the lack of testing, but yeah, like this is a team that should win ten or eleven games because they're in such a weak division, and they do have Henry. They do have Tannehill. They do have the most stability of any of those four teams. They have the fewest holes of any of the four of those teams. And so by definition, they're sort of the last man standing. And so, yes, I like the Titans on and over, on to make the playoffs, on to win the division. I like all those things.
2: Do you worry with Arthur Smith not there that Tannehill, I don't want to say turns into a pumpkin, but running such a efficient play-action-heavy offense that, I mean, they still ran the ball a ton on first down, which is not a super-plus EV move. However, if he's not there calling the plays, and we don't know about Vrabel's ability to coach up this defense, we know he's not an offensive mastermind, that maybe the offense just isn't that great?
1: That, that's there. If the offense regresses, it's not like there's some great defensive coach like, say, Zimmer in Minnesota you know, sort of hold the fort there that that would be catastrophic for, for them. And you can just blindly want to assume they will regress with a new, with a new coordinator, but I I don't know. I'm not there. I got some belief. They did a great job going from Lafleur, Matt Lafleur to Arthur Smith under Vrabel. So I'll give them the credit to be able to keep this, Will Tannehill train rolling a little longer?
0: And the OC, Downing, was with the Titans the last couple of years under Arthur Smith. So it's not like he wasn't in the room when plays were being designed and knows how to maximize the utility and the skill that this team has. So I, I actually am not as concerned as perhaps you are, Pat, with the switch away from Arthur Smith, because I, I anticipate continuity between uh, Smith and Downing.
2: I feel like that's never a thing that actually happens though. You take this like offensive mastermind then you hire one of his disciples. It turns out they're just never as good.
0: Maybe, but I think this is a this is not quite, I mean, no offense is plug and play, but the Titans are closer to it than a lot of teams. Uh, making sure you give Henry a good amount of carries, making sure you, you, you use play action, particularly on second down. And again, how many challenges are they really going to face? Like Jacksonville and Houston have nothing and the Colts are a mess right now. And so the Titans, unless unless they're incredibly bitten by an injury bug, what could go? How are the Titans not going to win this division? I think you have all your work cut out for you making a case for somebody other than Tennessee uh, being the division champions here.
2: Yeah, I don't think that the minus 115 to win the division is the bet I would go here to win the division, just because if something happens to the Titans, you now have super long odds on teams that we don't even really know anything about, that maybe you can luck in, like that time that you said that Jacksonville sucks, so we all just bought blindly bet Jacksonville to win the division, then all of a sudden they were <laughs> Saxonville, team and they did win the division, and we all cashed 8-1 to one tickets, like,
0: could that be the, I mean, the Texans to win the division are 30-1. to one which is just insane. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yes, there's a ton of value on that, even though the Texans are probably going to be the worst team in football. Yes, it's the NFL. 30 to 1 seems outrageous for any team to be a division underdog by that much. But I, People... I like... Go ahead.
1: Well, I guess, no, I don't want to talk about a team that we're not even talking about. Yeah.
2: Oh, over <laughs> for me.
1: Over. Over.
2: And the coin takes the under. Colts. Like I just mentioned, that Carson Wentz has been placed on the COVID reserve lift. That's after his foot injury that he got... Quote unquote surgery on that was supposed to keep him out, but now he's back, apparently. That sounds like a prime candidate for uh reaggravation at some point if he comes back too early. We don't even know if he's good or not. We you now all assume that Frank Wright is a really good coach and maybe he can coach him up. T.Y. Hilton already has a neck injury, he's out for a while. The offensive line is already banged <laughs> up. I just this is all stemming from the fact that Tim said that they were a lock to win this division. Now he's backed off that stance, Jeff.
1: I I always like being on the Colts. I, I'm going to be off them, though, Pat. Just something doesn't feel right there. That being said, I should probably – I know you're going to be the smart one here and take them over, and I know exactly what you're going to do, and we've never spoken about this. You're going to cite Frank Wright having taken three different quarterbacks in, like, the last three years of the playoffs. And but- that's the only reason I want to back this team, but I'm not going to. I, I've got the under.
2: I just think the line got released so early that it's nine or nine and a half everywhere. And it's just, it wouldn't be that if you put it out today. So that kind of worries me a little bit, although there's still, I mean, maybe it's not though. Cause it's like, you have to lay minus minus one twenty to bet the over on the Colts. Still, like there's a chance the Colts are just still the best team in this division just because of their offensive and defensive lines.
0: Well, they haven't been the best team in the division in quite a while. I mean, they haven't won the division the last two years and they have a big question mark at quarterback and, they're already starting the year with injuries, like everything that could be going off. Like they've started everything off on the wrong foot. And so I see nothing to get excited about with this team. This is a prime eight and nine, nine and eight, eight, eight and one sort of team. And uh, I'm going to play the under on them. So you're playing the under and this was your pick, right, Tim? Back in the early summer, late spring. Yeah, I was sort of leaning towards Indianapolis to win the division. But the wheels have fallen off the cart, and I have time to jump off that bandwagon onto a new one for my official pick. And I, I, I've been able to do so.
2: All right. Is this the bet to win the division? Jeff at plus 150.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's much more value in it. And if you do believe it's a true two horse race, um, yeah, it's not crazy. You're just trusting Frank Wright and Andrew. Uh, sorry, Andrew. Carson Wentz is horrible out of the pocket, but in sort of the same way Phillip was effective, that Colts team, if there's a team you want to go to that can keep you in the pocket, it's the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I don't know. I just find this division very confusing. I'll go
2: slight over on the Colts.
1: <clears clears throat> Jeff, are you go-
2: Yeah. Under for uh, Jeff. What are you under, doing? under, Unders, under, yeah. over for the coin too. Jacksonville six and a half wins. Tim, with uh, already calling Trevor Lawrence the Ryan Leaf of this draft, six and a half wins is the over/under. They're plus three hundred to win to make the playoffs, plus seven fifty to win the division, and sixty to one to win the conference, one hundred and thirty to one to win the Super Bowl. I think Lawrence is great. And I think they could win this division just because there's a chance that every team in this division is really bad. And it just turns out he's really good. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make that better or not. Cause that does seem to be sort of the popular, Hey, what are we doing in this division? Why don't we just bet the Jags to win the division? And they just might be horrible. Six and a half wins seems like a lot for them though. I think they after... won
0: one game last year. Mm-hmm. If they were to win five games this year, that would be a five fold improvement and that would be a pretty good step forward for a team going 1 and 15 to 5 and 12 that would be real progress uh, and that doesn't even get you close to covering this over under it's a foolish foolish over under there's zero value on the over
2: well you just um, you just picked the jets to go over 7 and they won two games last year
0: correct but <laughs> just to go over i mean i so to win eight games, to be a six-win improvement from last year. The Jets also don't have Urban Meyer, who clearly seems out of his depths in the pro game and has made a ton of mistakes. And uh, it inspires no confidence that he's going to know what to do or how to manage this team. Uh, and so, like, in some ways, Lawrence is in trouble because he's got no one to help him. He's got no one to mentor or coach him, I don't think, effectively. Uh, they gave away Gardner Minshew for nothing. I liked Minshew. He had been a great backup there. I think Lawrence has got some growing pains and some lessons to learn. I like some of their receivers. I think the defense is bereft of any skill. I look at this Jags team and I go, they went 1-15 last year for a reason. not like they were super unlucky. And I look at them and go, if they win four or five games, that's one heck of an an improvement. They should be proud of that. And that still doesn't get you anywhere within spitting distance of the over-under. So we are taking the under here on the Jags for sure.
2: I'm going to take the under as well. It is just a significant improvement. I don't think that they're going to be overly great, but they do have a lot of winnable games in this division if things break right for them, Jeff, or Lawrence is just a star.
1: Yeah, I just agree with both of what you said. Seven seems too high. The leap from one to seven seems high. Unlike Tim, I am incredibly pro-Lawrence. I believe it's all going to happen, but that starts with four, five, six wins, not, not seven.
2: So under round of unders on the Jags in this regard. Uh, do you think that he's the new Ryan Leaf, Jeff?
1: No, I don't think he's the new Ryan Leaf, but I, that, that'll be a fun situation there between Lawrence and Urban Meyer, who I'm not really sold on Meyer. And no. maybe it's easy for me to glad hand my, you know, the Chargers suave young coach or the, you know, Tim's young, um, you know, coach who seems to bring a lot of vigor I don't know, man. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be wrong. And hopefully they'll realize it quickly enough and and pivot at some point in like two years.
2: It sounds like everyone is so out on urban Meyer that maybe we should bet him as coach of the year. What is he for coach of the year? Do you know?
1: No, but you are right. And it would be one of those situations where then they'd love to just shower him with, with so much praise. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, though. Well, be it, a lot of wins. It, well, it, going no, no, from hold, one to seven on. wins. Oh, yeah, well, hold going on. on. It, it,
2: I don't even think he needs to do that because everyone's shitting on him so much. Is that the coach of the year award isn't a reflection of who the best coach is. It's who's the best coach versus the expectations that they bring into the year. That if everyone thinks that Urban Meyer is an absolute jamoke and that he's going to go like one in 16 this year, and all of a sudden he goes like... Six and 11, but the Jags are like kind of competitive in most games. Like, oh my God, what a great job. Urban Meyer did getting this team on the right path. He's coach of the year. A lot like how Flora did Flores win with the Dolphins a few years ago, or he was like second in voting. Yeah. I don't think he won it. No, I I
1: think it was like an acknowledgement of, oh, this guy's really good.
2: He did win it or didn't win it. No, he didn't, but he could be wrong. I mean, I don't remember what the voting was, but he was like one of the favorites by the end of the year.
0: I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, for Coach of the Year, he did not win it. Harbaugh win it. Look, you know the last time a coach, a a team with a losing record won Coach of the Year? I'm trying to find... 1990 was the last time a team with a losing record had the Coach of the Year. 1990, okay. So...
2: But, but but this could be a way to do it, too, because the Jags to win this division at plus 650 is starting to look like a more popular and popular bet as it goes along. I'm trying to find the award specials that if the Jags win the division, Urban Meyer probably the coach of the year. Wouldn't you concede that?
0: Yes. Likely. I would say there's a very, very strong possibility. So From
1: one win to division and a home but playoff game. Exactly
0: the leader in the club. Where, where said, we
1: all acknowledge the roster is pretty Beaten up. And even so if, if Lawrence wins, is great, like number if they even win. if Lawrence is great and you want to shower Lawrence with praise, ah, like, oh, he's a rookie quarterback. Like he couldn't have learned everything without the coach.
2: Here's the here's the problem. I just looked up the odds on DraftKings for sportsbook. Uh Brandon Staley is the favorite at 10 to one. Belichick is second at twelve to one. Then it's Shanahan, Arthur Smith, and Urban Meyer at 14 to one. I thought he'd be way lower than that.
1: What's yeah, Salah. Me too.
2: What's that? It's Robert Sala. unlisted oh no 20 to 1 sorry okay that's reasonable it's actually shorter than i would have expected yeah mcdermott's 10 to 1 though Sh- you know what was the last time sean payton won this award john
0: payton won this award 2009 2006 yeah, yeah. The- he's a sneaky he's other- sneaky the- yeah the saints went or went to the championship game
2: yeah so i think like him or tomlin is super live if the saints or the Steelers are good I would agree with that.
1: I like those suggestions. Yeah.
2: wants 40 to one to win coach
0: of the year. And if they win that division, he might win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless the Cowboys do, then they'll just give it to uh, McCarthy because. Don't
1: give a nine and seven division bat. Like the Cowboys would be great.
2: Okay. Houston.
0: Yeah.
2: Let's just briefly talk about Houston. Four is there over under. This is such reeks of under, but it's eight to one to make the playoffs 30 to one to win the division uh 50 and f- sorry 150 to one to win the afc 300 to one to win the super bowl is there any chance watson plays because it seemed like there was for a second that because of all of these ongoing cases that are being filed against him and it's still it hasn't been opened in court yet that for whatever reason, he's not a part of the exemption list as of yet. So technically he could potentially play for the Texans, but he doesn't want to play for the Texans. He wants to be traded. I'm just going to assume he's not playing, but what if all of a sudden like week two, Deshaun Watson's playing here.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's a chance in that happening only because it seems like it's kind of worked out well for him and that he's going to get paid and even more money than had he been put on a commissioner's list. He's going to get his full salary He didn't take any training camp fines by, by holding out. And the Texans seem to be letting him not play or practice. So I'm fully of the mind. He's not going to play everything I've heard that has come out of this camp on training camp visits. What have you, Pat is this team. This camp is nothing short of an expansion team vibe. Like (laughs) that is what people are saying um, when they visit this place.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, have I, no, I have nothing to add. Under. I have nothing to add either. I'm blindly taking the over because it just seems like it's so counterintuitive it would come in, but I would never bet it because it seems.
1: I might good. pick them to beat the Jags week one at home, but I'm still taking them the under.
0: Coin goes
2: under. On the Houston Texans, there's no chance in hell I would bet this. Like I said, I think the only bet that you'd ever want to make on this is Texans win the division thirty to one in the off chance. Yeah, because all,
0: all of the other teams seven, suck. <laughs> yeah, they could go six and eleven or seven and ten and fall backwards into it. Yeah, yeah
1: or like the owner has something even dirtier stuff on Watson, and he blackmails him to come back and play, and now you have a thirty to one Watson to win the division.
2: Yeah, and then and then like the Titans have to forfeit five games for either covid COVID. or reasons we can't even anticipate so they just get automatic losses along the way wentz never plays again a lot of stuff needs a break right here for the texans to win this division (laughs) that would be the only thing that i would even consider with them just because the odds are so stupid long but i probably wouldn't even make that anyway who do we got one in this division i got tennessee
1: tennessee le titan
2: yeah feels like everyone's gonna make that pick and like when you see like the old like newspaper or even on espn like all the experts pick same team to win the division team never wins the division except when
0: it was the patriots
2: yeah there'd be guys like you every year who wouldn't pick them
0: the very few usually was almost a straight column of patriots if not like one off yeah all right super burr afc championship game predictions
2: Tim, it seems like you've actually thought about this, where I haven't, so you go first.
0: Baltimore defeats the Chargers in Baltimore. It is the the ultimate revenge game for Lamar. He gets to win that team who beat him first in the playoffs and goes to the Super Bowl. And Herbert makes that next step forward with a playoff appearance and a couple Ws, but doesn't quite get to the promised land yet. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs over Steelers
2: in the AFC Championship. Jeff, yourself?
1: I am going with a playoff rematch of last year. It's gonna be the Chiefs over the Cleveland Browns.
2: I like it. So those are the three. All right? That's the AFC show. Good thing we powered through the AFC South, or this would have been four hours long.
1: <laughs> that's a smart move. People so need to make them last. Because People... if we put them first or second, we would have given them the full the full curtain.
2: Oh, for sure. That, that's why I made the, the last second pivot to put them last. This show will air Wednesdays in season. We'll have a few more stuff for you coming up before week one actually comes. That's coming very soon. So remember to smash the like button of the episode. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Please tell some friends. Rate and review the episode. Share the clips. Do all that fun stuff to help us out. And I can say we would see you next week because we will see you next week. Maybe we'll have something before that too. I'm not quite sure. Jeff, any final thoughts on the AFC?
1: No, I'm just blessed, Pat, that, that um, it was such a healthy training camp for the Chargers. Like, I've never experienced anything like that, not even the superstars, even, like, the next level. So, God willing, a few more days, we can get there. I literally celebrated when they announced, like, it was, like, camp's over, we're healthy. Except Mike Williams, he's always hurt.
2: Give, yeah, he is always hurt. But now you have, what is it? I keep calling him Jordan Palmer, although that is most definitely not his name. He is not Carson Palmer's jabroni backup quarterback brother. What's his name? Jason Palmer. Josh Palmer Josh from Brampton. Palmer. He's Canadian?
1: Yeah, from Brampton. Oh, there Even you. that guy, Patrick Brown, the mayor, sends him tweets and stuff.
2: Oh, there, there we go. All right. So, final record for the Jets from you, Mr. Tim Undercust.
0: Tim Andacust that's not my name seven wins 10 losses you had 11 wins earlier i am a reasonable person no you're not down off his mistakes when he gets overexcited seven wins 10 losses
2: we'll recap this in uh in the week two show to see uh if it's going to be zero and 17 or 17 and no depending on how the jets play in week one and what do you think about that
0: i can't wait for week one i'm excited i'm I'm just i can't wait for it all i'm ready for football to be back in my life are you that guy jets legend
2: zach wilson on reddit i am not <laughs> i am not all right that will do it for me follow me at the pme on twitter rate review subscribe to the show smash the like leave the crappiest team or crappiest versus expectation team in the comment section and we'll see you next week i'm pat mayo thanks for watching
0: see you next time
1: I have a new experience! EXPERIENCE!